powered from the Podoma Cigar Studios on the Black Stage in Indian Trail, North Carolina, and broadcasting from the Drew Estate Studio in California. It's episode 265 of the Primetime Show. Tonight, we welcome back Omar Frias of Fratello Cigars as our special guest. And as always, Primetime Show is sponsored by Delos Ray Cigars. Delos Ray Cigars introduced another chapter of the saga, Saga Celez. Celez is a Spanish word that means leisure after work in the spirit of the standing ideal of owning your own journey and making your own saga. Saga Celez is the perfect companion to enrich those moments of choice, making them truly yours. The Saga Celez carries a blend of Criollo Allure and Peloto Cubano wrapped in a selected Ecuador shade Claro wrapper that generously delivers with elegance a surprisingly rich and balanced smoke. It's available in three sizes at an affordable price. Be sure to ask your retailer for Saga Celez. And by Perdomo Cigars, awarded Nicaraguan Cigar of the Year in 2014 by Cigar Journal. The Perdomo 20th anniversary brand has consistently earned the highest scores in the industry and is a top seller in humidors around the world. The Perdomo 20th anniversary one requires tobaccos have been carefully hand-selected and are well-aged for a minimum of eight years. The Perdomo 20th anniversary is offered in three distinct wrappers. A smooth, creamy Ecuadorian Connecticut, a rich, earthy Cuban seed Nicaraguan sungrown, and a dark, oily Cuban seed Nicaraguan Maduro. Combining these beautifully bourbon barrel wrappers with thick, high priming binder and filler tobaccos gives each blend a balanced complexity with layers of rich flavors and smooth, elegant aromas. Promos Cars is a family-owned and operated company headquartered in Miami, Florida, with agricultural facilities in Nicaragua. Perdomo's highly acclaimed cigar brands include the Perdomo Estate Selection Vintage, the Perdomo Double Age 12 Year Vintage, Perdomo 20th Anniversary, the Perdomo Reserve 10th Anniversary Line, Perdomo Lot 23, Perdomo Amenso 70, and many more. For great tasting notes and pairing information, check out the Perdomo website at www.perdomocigars.com. And we want to mention Cavalier of Geneva. Cavalier Cigars, Cavalier Cigars. Smoke gold, stay gold. Join the inner circle and follow Cavalier Cigars on their Instagram account at Cavalier underscore cigars or on their Facebook page at Cavalier Geneve Cigars. That's Geneve, G-E-N-E-V-E. Also, visit your local tobacconist. Join that movement that is Cavalier Cigars. They're consistently regarded highly by cigar lovers everywhere, as well as high ratings by the cigar industry press. You'll want to follow them on Instagram, again, at Cavalier underscore cigars, because they do some very unique giveaways throughout the whole year. Cavalier Cigars, smoke gold, stay gold. And finally, by Drew Estate. Dark, bold, and unapologetic Black and Cigars M81 by Drew Estate is an intense journey into the uncharted, deepest and darkest, and heaviest depths of Maduro tobacco. It's a masterpiece collaboration between Metallica's James Hetfield, Sweet Amber Distilling's Rob Dietrich, and Drew Estate's Jonathan Drew. The all-Maduro Black and Cigars M81 by Drew Estate is rich and powerful, but beautifully balanced, offering tantalizing notes of leather, chocolate, and espresso that's perfect for both life celebrations and times of reflection. You can find them at your Drew Diplomat retailer. And of course, all remember all the live streaming for the Primetime Networker shows, as well as the California studios for the Thursday Primetime show. Sponsored exclusively by Drew Estate. Well, welcome, everybody. This is Primetime, episode 265. Today is Thursday, April 27th, 2023. This is Will Cooper. I am on the black stage here in the Perdomo Cigar Studios, and I'm joined cross-country by my friend and colleague, Mr. Aaron Loomis. How you doing tonight, Will? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, big Phillies win today. Yeah, so I'm, I'm very I'm very happy about that. 
Um, they they got the five hundred. There you go. They got the five hundred. So, <laughs> you know, but I, I, it's you know, those Phillies teams of the Joe Girardi were like. <laughs> Constantly like getting the 500 and then like taking two steps back. Right. So I'm just hoping that this is somewhat of a different turnaround right now. Yeah, we'll see. It's a long season. We're still in the early stages. I wouldn't put too much stock in anything that's happened so far. How? how yeah, What's no, your but, team, Aaron? Uh, I'm more of an A's fan, but yeah, that's they're they're a horrible team. So, but I was just I was just saying, how historically bad are the are the A's looking right now in your mind? Are they, are they this bad? Like this is historically bad. Yeah, they have work. absolutely no pitching. Like they're they're just bringing guys up like to give the guys on the on the in the rotation a break, and like they're you know their AAA guys are super young. Like they you know they're coming up to the bigs. They think they're getting their shot. They get massacred. They go right back down so they can cycle somebody else in just so they have a fresh arm. It's just, it's horrible. Like the, the pitching is just a mess. Like the guy that they they brought in from Japan, um, like they're the only team that thought he could be a starter. And he's clearly not a starter because he was just getting killed. They've already moved into the bullpen. It's just, it's, it's horrible. It's a mess. No, it's fact so bad for you. Hey, let me let me all introduce him right now because you may have heard him. Uh, I want to introduce a special guest um, making a return to primetime. We haven't had on a Thursday show in a while, so this is great. He's Omar DeFries of Fratello Cigars. Omar, welcome back. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. Yeah. You know how much love I got for you guys, and uh, I can't wait to get this conversation started, man. No, uh, it, yeah, you know, I just was saying, we just, I know we just talked about sports, but how, it's, it's got to be in the D.C. area really tough right now. That's all I got to tell you with your teams. Sadness, man. Sadness. It is. Uh, it's rough, man. It's rough. Um, thank God I, uh, I've been rooting my entire life for the New York Mets. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, really? Okay. So uh, Dominican, man. So we had the uh, the most amount of Dominican baseball players at the time yeah. that I was uh, uh, going uh, in, you know, watching some of the stuff that they were doing. I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge Mets fan. But, you know, being in the D.C. area, man, I got to support. I got to I got to represent with the national man. So, yeah. but, uh, you know, I don't think we're going to see another, uh, um, you know, world championship, but uh, at least not for the time being. <laughs> but who knows? The potential there, baby. The potential no. there. I did not know you were a Mets fan, and uh, I actually picked them to win the World Series, so I might have jinxed you just so you know, so I apologize. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. It's buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So it's good to have you, Omar. I, uh, we, we always appreciate you having on. Um, you know, uh, let's just kind of, you know, it was kind of funny because, uh, Aaron, I was in Granada, Nicaragua. Mm-hmm. We're walking down the street, right? <laughs> And all of a sudden, I see this big, tall guy, like just wandering <laughs> around the street. <laughs> and uh, it was right across the clothes. <laughs> and it was Omar. Mm-hmm. You were just uh, you were right across from that. What is that? that it was like that cathedral or something. Like that, yeah, yeah. It was a hotel uh, downtown Granada, and uh, um, you caught me on a day also that I had been fighting like crazy to get my bag. So I remember uh, that. Yeah. You, we've all been in Nicaragua, okay? Beautiful country. They just don't make the shirts or any pants or any underwear or anything <laughs> for the actual, you know, dimensions of what it should be, okay? So if you're going to call something extra, extra large, brother, make sure that please is extra, extra large, okay? So because I know this, I went in and said, you know, I'll go see if I can find something because 
some uh, very, very astute or uh, smart human being decided to take my bag and take it home. And I was left with this other bag that obviously I had no interest because nothing would ever fit me, right? <laughs> and so leave it to Omar de Frias to go to Nicaragua, go to Granada, go to the market and see if I could find one shirt, one pair of trousers and a little bit of like some underwear just so that I can have something. And the answer is there is nothing. <laughs> does not exist okay i want 3xl t-shirt a 3xl trouser 3xl everything and still it was like i was putting on a large you know it was it was it was not good but survived it and i had a good time with coop <laughs> well here's the thing you don't see a lot of six people over six and a half feet in, in nicaragua <laughs> so it was really easy to see omar uh, and I remember you just kind of, yeah, it was just like, yeah, it was just, you know, it was just um, a great coincidence. So I know we had a whole, we had the whole, we were over by the lake that day and uh, yeah. we went over to, well, I went over to Perdomo and I, but you were Perdomo too that day. I did. I did. I did. I was thinking, are they going to let me in? Are going to let for fellow ladies? Yeah. <laughs> but I heard so many great things about the, about the Perdomo factory and, uh, um, and I got to be honest, there was, it lived up to every uh, every aspect yeah. of it. Um, I, I I enjoy seeing the different factories and seeing different uh, you know uh, yeah. manufacturing processes, and uh, I was very impressed. So I um, I was encouraged to uh, um, you know try. I was trying to send a message to Nick saying, "Man, congratulations! I was just at the factory. I just haven't had a chance to um, to get around it, but it was it was good, man. It was yeah. no, it was a great it was a great time too." Um, and well, I know we're gonna we're gonna touch on a few things. I think we we have down in Nicaragua in a little bit, because um, I know there was a couple of things you were like checking out down there. But yeah. well, hey, let's um, I just want to kind of get to some of the, the the big area right now. Um, before we actually get to the big area, but Fratello's this is the tenth anniversary year for Fratello, right? So congratulations. Thank you. Yes, sure. Thank you. Yeah. Um. Been a long time. I mean, it's uh, it's hard to believe it was ten years. I remember we we've talked about that moment at the trade show, um, Aaron, where Omar like sponsored the uh, FDA seminar, mm -hmm. yeah. like before the show started, right. and nobody nobody knew who this guy was. Like, uh, <laughs> uh, the the only the only hint I had was Jose Blanco said you have to check this cigar out. That was yeah, the okay. that was the one hint. He's like, trust me, you're gonna like this cigar, um. So that that was the one hit, but yeah, I mean, I remember that that, and I just remember that day in July. So when we first met, I remember you coming over too. I remember um, I was having a quick conversation. Um, you uh, you had smoked a cigar. I, I did a small a small presentation uh, yep. where I was so nervous, man. It was like, you know, here here I come to this trade show, guys, where I have zero knowledge. Okay, let's just, let's put this whole thing in perspective. Okay, I I've been smoking cigars at this point for you know since I was like 17, 18 years old. Mm -hmm. And um, honestly, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Okay, I was I got into this trade show thinking, hey, I'm brand new, brand new, uh, you know, brand uh, along with a hundred plus new brands that were at that trade show. Uh, I was in the right in the front, and I was thinking, my God, I got I produced thirty thousand cigars in my first production at Joya de Nicaragua, and I was coming in thinking. I got this, man. First day, I'm gonna land like 10, 15 shops. You know, <laughs> second day, I'm gonna land another 15. I got three, four days. This is gonna be over. It was over 950 retailers at that trade show. So, uh, first day of the trade show, Aaron, I go in and uh, 
I see a lot of interest. I had sponsored that, um, you know, that uh, uh, government affairs uh, a seminar, and I had a lot of interest, a lot of people coming over us thinking this is over. Uh, 12 o'clock comes around, I have zero orders. Right. I can feel in the back of my head. Uh, at that point, my ex-wife just piercing through my eyes. She's like, you just put it all <laughs> in the line. All oh. You put everything we had. You have $2,000 in the bank, and you haven't sold a single cigar. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, this is over. It's going to be a disaster. You know, come 4 o'clock, guy comes over and says, hey, Omar, this was an amazing cigar. Honestly, I love it. I love the brand. I'm like, thank God. I'm like, bring me an order sheet. We got this. The guy was like, whoa, 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 brother. It's the first day of the trade show. You're not getting an order. I'm just telling you know. Oh, the guy just break your heart, right? Oh, my God. Five o'clock comes around. Trade show closed. I said, I got zero orders. So I got out of the trade show, man. And my head was like in the gutter. I had no idea what the hell I was going to do. I had 30,000 cigars that I had just produced. And I'm looking, how do I get around this? And I I just, I, I just went basically, I went to sleep. I had people, oh, let's go over here. Let's go there. I'm like thinking, no, I don't want to go anywhere. I'm just going to see what the hell I'm going to do. I wake up at 1030 at night with this brilliant idea that I thought it was brilliant at the time, but at 630 in the morning and not so much. <laughs> I had pulled every single spread. Every I pulled it the spreadsheet out of everybody that was at the trade show. And I had done a sort of anybody who had a, who had a website. So if you had a website, you got an email from me guaranteed at that trade show. <laughs> So I basically hand-singled it and just went into every single one, true story, every single website, pulled something that was unique from that show, from whatever they were showing. It was in San Antonio, and they had a Rocky Patel event or something like that. Two months prior, I would go to the email and said, Dear John, my name is Omar DeFries, booth 2207. I would love to see you. I just saw that you had a great show with uh, Rocky Patel two months ago. So I would try to find something that was unique to that particular person or particular uh, shop, put it in, drop it in an email, send it out. 6.30 in the morning. This is not like a mail merge situation, by the way. This is like a very specific email. 6.30, my hand is like shaking. I can't, my my ex-wife at that, my ex-wife now, but my wife at that time woke up and says, you're still up? It says, I know, but we sent, I sent 837 emails to all these people and there had to be somebody that comes around. Right. True story at 10.30 in the morning, somebody comes in and says, I was impressed by your email. Let's go ahead and open up an account. I'm like, uh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I made it. I made it. <laughs> but it was, uh, it's definitely um, good to reminisce of those old times, man. So I appreciate you, uh, you sharing that story. Coop. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's really good, you know, um, to think about that. But I just, I'm, I'm just, uh, again, I just, when that amount of time goes by, a lot of companies, a lot of brands don't, don't make it that long. This is, you, you, you know, in any business, right? So this is a, it's a good, it's a good accomplishment, uh, Omar, and you should be really happy about it. Thank you. I think I mentioned that to you when we were at the, uh, the I think when we were down by the dock or whatever, I remember, you know, I think it was a good thing. Thank you. Uh, now, you announced something this week, and I'm assuming this, is this your 10th anniversary project or is it part of it, what we're going to talk about? It's part of it. Uh, okay, that's why I got the impression it was part of it, yeah. Yeah, it's part of it. We we have a couple of very interesting launches this year. This is uh this is definitely the the flagship of what we wanted to highlight. Uh, we've been working on this for a couple of years now. This is not something that just you know no. fell out 
Lou. Um, it's something that I've been back and forward, putting an enormous amount of effort um, in our cigars and what I really wanted out of this blend because I wanted something special, something that can commemorate, something that you can celebrate. And um, and we went, we went 100% achieved it, man. I'm so excited. I'm blessed. I'm honored um, to, to, to be part of this uh, of this team and we're going to the moon man after 50 years and uh yeah. you know with my background and uh and the background of the people that are involved in this project i i couldn't think of anything better than this man omar you don't you were were you alive for the first well not for the first one for any moon landing have you were you alive for any of it no no uh, i i remember the last one right but i didn't realize it was the last one i was too young but i remember it was a, a like the f- we'd gather around the TV. This was a big deal. Like, in fact, we'd watch this coverage on the news like for days, you know. And then when it was a weekend, it was a, it was a, it, there was so much excitement with it. Um, and I, it turned out, I mean, the one I remember is the last one because I don't. My mom said we they did it a lot of times, but I only remember the last one for whatever you know. I guess you know for my age for whatever reason. Yeah, so it is very exciting. Too. Yeah. No, it was it, it it really and and the excitement around this uh um guys is is beyond. I mean, we're talking uh um the administrator for NASA has been multiple times to the facilities that innovating you know intuitive machines and doing, you know, um, you know, it's it's the lunar payload services, man. It's uh it's kind of like the first step to bring somebody um, you know, the man to the moon again. And so you know the amount of instruments, the amount of uh, the amount of uh, uh, science that's behind this is just incredible. So I can't wait to get into it a little bit more with you guys on this because this is very special. So I'm gonna we're gonna do some space stuff also in the second segment, but but I want to ask a couple of questions specific to this. Why why is it we have why is it we got away from moon exploration? I mean, I know you were at NASA. Do you, do you know yeah. the reason why we got right away from it for so long? I do, I do. It's um it it it. it, it the American, the American public kind of like was in the search of something else, right? And so uh, by that time, there was already a lot of, uh, a lot of efforts uh, being put into the space shuttle, right? Which we mm-hmm. wanted a machine that can, uh, that can fly um, astronauts onto lower earth orbit and bring us back, right? And so the space shuttle did exactly that. It was at that time the most beautiful, um, most complex uh, machine because nobody else, no, nothing else, could bring you into lower Earth orbit and bring you yeah. back, uh, uh, back, bring you back to Earth. And so it served it per- its purpose because it had a bigger, um, a bigger mission behind it, which is also ISS, which is the International Space Station, um, to be able to have people live in the I- in ISS, you know, be part of that uh, experience. How does the the human body handle two months, then four months, then six months in space, and how much does that affect the bones? Like there was a lot, of, a lot of research that has come out, a lot of results that have come out from the space, um, the the shuttle program and the uh, the ISS program, and so right. a lot of those things had to do with moving into what is the next, what is the next stage, and right, and a lot of that next stage had to do with Mars, right? I mean, we've been talking about going to Mars for. Jesus, I got into it. I, I got at I I I started at NASA in 2004 and 2003 um, when we had obviously the unfortunate uh, uh, accident of Columbia. Uh, you know, George Bush at that time uh, was putting his uh, his interest and his vision into Mars. Right, I remember. And, I do remember that. Yeah, 
And so this was that was something that that was the next frontier. The only issue is that, uh, you know, not surprisingly, but our amazing politicians have um, the uh, the habit of utilizing NASA as a you know a beautiful sounding board. Everybody loves to talk about NASA because NASA has a special uh, place in the heart of every American, right? Um, so. They love to utilize this as a soundbite. I've, I've seen, you know, uh, presidents come through the doors of NASA for years, you know, just to like have the conversation of what the next vision between, you know, Trump and then uh, and then Obama and and then Bush trying to pitch something that they wanted to see, that they wanted to inspire the American public, but. The uh, the reality is, one thing is to inspire; the other thing is you got to put the money behind it. Okay, so you can tell us you want to go to Mars, but if you're keeping our budget at 18 billion, that at that time wasn't even 0.9 percent of the gross domestic product of our country, and the you know versus and and our economy wasn't even 0.9 percent at the time of the Apollo era. NASA's budget represented 4.5 percent of the U.S. budget. Wow, 4.5 percent. Put that in perspective. So if that would have been the case, um, we would we can we would have been in the in, in Mars by now, guaranteed. Yeah, but we just had different motivations and different things. So it's just part yeah. of that. Understood. Understood with that. So we're 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 going back to the moon, and I guess what we're doing is we are sending a moon uh, a lunar lander to it. Yep. Um, yeah. Now I guess let me ask you a question. So this is a little different, right? Because this is the Nova Sea uh, lander. Yep. Which was, this is being. This is a pri- This is a private venture that NASA is doing with this. Yeah. That- so, so NASA moved has moved on uh, since, uh, um, you know, since we, uh, you know, basically closed out the space shuttle program. NASA moved into a model of <coughs> passing on the uh, the. You know the vehicle aspect and the 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 transportation aspect of our future missions into the private industry, right? So we have relied uh, heavily on you know the SpaceX's of the world, right? And uh, um, you know these companies, you know the Virgin X, all of these companies are producing and are very interesting, very interested in you know not only exploring but breaking through barriers and making it more effective. Um, although we've been doing it for so many years, obviously we are the sounding board when it comes to safety, as crazy as it sounds and as many accidents as we have gone through, NASA is doing things that nobody else does. So of course it's gonna be a high risk situation with everything, right? But the reality is that, um, you know, we needed this, we needed to have the private industry play a, a larger role into bringing new payloads and uh, and humans in this, into space in the future, because there was going to be a lot of uh, there was going to be a battle to to get into space and uh, right. with the private industry. And so, um, no, one hundred percent has a lot to do with um, you know this whole mission and everything with passing on the torch of having you know our private our private industry uh, play a larger role into uh, into space exploration. Got it, got it. So along comes this this project you're doing. Uh and and I thought it was just when I heard the announcement, this is like we hear collaborations, okay? This is really cool. Okay. And 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 it sounds like you really kind of worked with these guys. Um, 
with this cigar. So how did it come to you? How did this whole project come about to do a cigar with this? Yeah. So, um, uh, so Steve uh, contacts me about uh, about two years ago. Um, he uh, he had just uh, been awarded in 2019. He had just been awarded the next three Lunar Lander projects um, for uh, for you know for us to go back to the moon after 50 years. And so the uh, the level of excitement, the, the 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 desire, the growth, it was just incredible, right? And so um, he he calls me and says, "Listen, um, I've met him before. He was the former." Uh, deputy director for Johnson Space Center. He was also um, the chief engineer at the Johnson Space Center. So just to kind of put it in perspective, the chief engineer, uh, if you're in charge of engineering, okay, if you're like the head of engineering at Johnson Space Center, it's probably one of the biggest, most powerful, most incredible and uh, toughest positions to get. One of the most critical positions at NASA because at Johnson Space Center, right, you're running basically everything, right? Um, you know, you're third in command, basically. Um, and uh, and Steve was uh, leading this, and then he was the deputy director at Johnson. Uh, one of my very dear good friends is, he also happens to be a very big-time cigar smoker and, um, you know, probably a big-time Fratello smoker because he knows my history. He knows yeah. that I was at NASA for so long. And so he says, oh, I need something that, uh, that, that can commemorate, that can celebrate, that we can, um, that, you know, because we, we did this, for so many years, we um, every single time we had a successful mission uh, of any kind, not just a space shuttle mission, but uh, you know MRO, LRO, um, you know uh, a, a successful uh, fix of uh, the Hubble Space Telescope and whatnot, it was always celebrated with cigars every single time. Yeah. There was nothing; it would never. I would be in so many of these celebrations, so many of these successes, in every single time, and guarantee you there was a cigar. Guess who was bringing a lot of those cigars? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Your boy right here. <laughs> so, um, and so a lot of times it was just um it, it was a matter of celebration. So obviously, you know, he reached out and said, Hey, we'd love to do something interesting. And so we gave it a lot of thought. Like he uh he and I had talked so much and how we can make something like this not only a celebration for uh for the for the US going back to the moon and 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 reaching, you know, in in in, in playing a part into what's going to come next of utilizing the moon as a resource for us to go further and utilizing the, 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 you know, um, the fuel and all these different things that can play a role into getting us right. farther than we've ever been. Um, we, uh, we started the conversation on how we can make this happen. So he was like, I would love just to have something that I can celebrate on. It's like, we can expand upon this. Let's do something more, uh, more that we can, it's not just a box of cigars, but it's something that, when people see, you know, what we're trying to do and where people are smoking uh, this cigar and they're having this experience, they can, it can be incredibly relatable to them. And that can bring and connect two things that, that, that bring joy, right? Between the fact that, Hey, we're going to the moon again, we're, we're, we're breaking another barrier and something like cigars, right? That, also tie in an emotional aspect to so many of us that enjoy it. And even people that, you know, may have, they may just have one cigar just to do a, a particular celebration that can tie both senses. So the senses of, you know, the ability for you to, to, to think, 
um, understand and be inspired and the ability to um, to challenge the senses of your uh, smell, aroma, and connect them both. So that's something that we were really trying to figure out a way on how both actually have ability to connect. And so we did it. Um, I, I, I told him I would love to you know, produce something that uh, that not only he can enjoy, but that everybody, you know, in the U.S., uh, that people that that follow our brand and whatnot could have a possibility. So um, I prepared it. I uh, I built uh, he, he gave me a lot of the specs, um, uh, which is something that, you know, nobody will really ever get access to. The, so. <laughs> so there's a there's a, a lot of NDAs, a lot of different things. happening. With that. <laughs> um, but I was able to produce something that I sent it to him afterwards. And uh, when he saw it, it was like, Omar, this is so incredible. The cigar, the 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 packaging, the experience that people can have in their home as something as a memento of something that is incredibly unique to this launch. Um, we're gonna put you. We're gonna put you in a space. We're gonna put you in a space, man. I'm like, what yeah. does that? What does that mean? And it's like, <laughs> we're gonna put your logo into the lunar capsule. And I'm like, wait, what are you saying? <laughs> and I'm like, I literally nearly lost my mind, brother. So, so the Fatal logo is going in this thing, basically. Yes. Yes, we're going to the moon, baby. We're gonna be the first cigar brand ever to go to the moon. <laughs> yeah. Are you gonna put? A, are you gonna put a cigar in there? Are you gonna put a cigar in there? No, no, we're we're that's that that we we try we try. Okay, but, uh, but... we're not gonna put we're not gonna put a cigar in there. Um, there is uh there every every ounce every ounce in this uh in this right. uh lander uh you know plays a role and uh and obviously this is also a private industry right. I mean there, right. there are many uh different science projects that are involved with this that um that obviously need to have um you know center 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 stage uh but uh we we had the discussion as you can see the the, the lander has uh this legs that when it comes in into the lunar surface it has the ability there's a there's there's so many interesting human projects that are involved with this things like in uh india uh, uh you know the 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 signature of people that are you know, all about human rights and things right. like that. You know, they're they're putting that logo and they're putting that those images underneath the the the, the lunar lander, right? And so, you know, when he suggested, hey Omar, we could even not only have the logo somewhere in the capsule, but also have it, you know, be part of like when it lands. Man, once it stamps that logo in the moon, brother, <laughs> you'll be there for a billion plus years. Oh, oh wow! That there's no meteors killing it but how cool is that am i right mm -hmm. 10 wow years and we got the land in the moon <laughs> wow so so i wonder wow. if, they, i wonder if they're gonna be they, i'm assuming they're gonna film a lot of this i'm not saying gonna, so you may get to see this maybe yeah we're uh we got a, we got front row invitations guys to uh <laughs> to see this launch so I, i'm hoping he can uh we can have a, a few uh you know, I already told him we gotta we gotta have a, at least a few invitations so that I can invite some friends. But I, uh, you know, it, it's when you're in mission control. I mean, it's all hands on deck. Yeah, and, yeah, I totally understand so, that. I know, sure as hell, I'm definitely gonna be there. So that's a, as long as I can make sure that me, and my family, we can participate in this experience. It would be amazing. That's yeah. good for you, Omar. That's ex that, I mean, that is that is cool. I mean, I don't care. Yeah, it is yeah. cool. It Thank is. You. It is cool. Uh, but I'm looking at the design. So this is basically was designed after the lander here. These these humidors. Yeah, 
Yeah, it was designed uh, after the lander. Obviously, um, we tried to do. Um, we 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 we're coming out with two blends, right? We're coming out with a Connecticut, and we're coming out with a Cameroon on this uh, for yeah. these cigars. Right. It's going to be the small humidors, and that we're doing a an all Dominican product on side the big humidor. We're only producing 175 of those. Really, it's 200, but you know the um, our friends at in, uh, Intuitive Machines are going to get um, 25 of those humidors. Right. So we're only going to have about 175 that people will be able to get their hands on on this. But it's such a unique concept. There was something that I swear to God, Coop. I I I I look back at this, and uh, um, it is it is hard, man, to to to. People see something like this and they just assume, oh, that's kind of cool, stuff like that. But they don't see the 20 plus different back and forward changes, molds, <laughs> uh, modifications right. Right. that we had to go through. It was it was insane. Right. But it needed to be perfect and it is. Nice. Um, the cigars are the Cameron and Connecticut, are they gonna be ongoing releases? Are they limited, one and done? What are they gonna be? It's going to be more of a limited production, um, uh, Coop, because we're trying, we we have, this is the first of many missions, right? right. And so this is going to be one of the, one of the, you know, multiple missions that we're going to be participating in right. helping Steve Altimus and, uh, and the team uh, to the machines work with. Um, and I think it's going to be, it's just going to be an ongoing uh, project. Um, we're going to have basically, you know, the same cigars are going to be constant production, but it's going to be, it's going to be in a limited time basis for right. sure. Mm-hmm. Something like this, it's not, it's not that easy just to be super. So it'll be yeah. different packaging going forward with this is basically yeah. depending on the lander. Yeah. Depending on the lander, depending on, you know, how this product goes out, stuff like that. I can tell you that the moment we launched that we had 50, you know, single-handedly 50 retailers just reach out to us. It's like, I don't care what it is. I don't care the price. I don't care the cost. I am in. This is this this speaks to 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 the American spirit. This speaks to you know to celebration, which is what we're all about as well. Um, and 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 something that you know takes an enormous amount of craft. This is every single bolt, guys. I've been, I've, I've I've toured this uh, facility multiple times already, and every single bolt in here is all. And made exclusive and made in house here in the US for this machine. It is, it is, it's humbling to see. It is incredible, guys. Incredible. No, and you know, when I was talking earlier about like the moon thing was kind of a big deal. Like, um, if this captures anything close to that, right? With, with, you know, this is a great celebratory vehicle. Like, hey, you know, light up a cigar while you're watching it. If you're in a cigar lounge, I can see people in the cigar lounge just watching this stuff for sure. So it, it, I think it is a great thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We're going to have some lunch parties as well with it. We're going to have a lot of people that are, uh, um, we're doing 10, 10 total lunch parties. Uh, some of them we're going to try um, as best as we can to match at the exact same time that the loon, that the lander is going to uh um, you know, it's going to get to the moon and, uh, and, and, and the actual launch of it. So the whole experience is going to be, it's going to be fantastic. I think a lot of people are being, you know, are, are very, very excited about doing this. And I think they're going to be, they're going to be surprised how, how awesome we're going to make this happen. So it's, it's incredible, bro. Incredible. Very nice. Very nice. Now, one thing I guess kind of looking at it from the cigar angle, one thing that kind of caught my attention is, is one of the blends of the camera is that the first Cameroon you've done under Fratello? 
Yes. Yeah, so this is a this is not a um, this is the first time we worked with this. Uh, this is a Cameroon Ecuador. So an right. Ecuadorian right. Okay. Uh, it is um, it is one that I've been uh, looking to work under the uh, Fratello portfolio for for yeah. quite a few years now. Um, they, we we started with the you know an African Cameroon rapper. Um, the unfortunate part about Cameroon rappers, as you all know, is how brittle that rapper is. Yeah. So, incredibly sensitive it is and last thing i want to do is have something you know kind of like blow up on you with uh, <laughs> a crack on the side so i was like let's not take this risk it's a fantastic cigar but let's not take this risk of anything happening or any cracks going on so um we 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 developed a great blend um between manuel and myself at the la aurora factory trying to put this thing together and guys it's uh when you guys uh when the rollout happens now in june uh, you will see how how very special this this both of these cigars are. Nice. And then the other one, the other thing I looked at was the for the um, for the uh, limited edition Luna Humidor Dominican Puro. Was that the first time you've done an all Dominican cigar? So and- we've done an all Dominican cigar before. Um, we did it with a. Um, we just launched it last year. We work very um, hand by hand with uh, ABC down in Florida, and we did a couple of exclusives with them. Um, and one of those exclusives was a Dominican Puro. Um, very different from this cigar. This cigar we're utilizing tobacco that's been aging right. for over six years. So the, you know the yield for something to be in like large scale production was close to impossible. Right, uh, right. We didn't need that. We didn't need that. We just needed something that was special enough for this. And so we um, we worked on this beautiful Figurado six and a half by fifty sixty ring gauge. So it's got this beautiful kind of conish shape to it. Uh-huh. Um, La Aurora has you know beautiful molds behind it, and so. That's exactly what I was looking for. I wasn't looking just for a simple perfect. I was looking for something that could be um, special in the process of of, of launching it, uh, so that people can enjoy. Right. So the so the lunar landing is scheduled for June, I guess. God willing, right? Because sometimes these things do get delayed, right? God willing, because you know how it goes. It's uh, there's so many. You know, everything has to be perfect for 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 a launch, right? Everything. Right. Weather, if there's if there's too many uh, birds in the area, things get canceled. And if you miss a particular, if you miss that window, it's it's over. You gotta you have, to, you have to wait now again for that optimal time because of fuel, right? It's you, you gotta launch within this window that allows you to have the closest proximity. So it's, instead of taking you, you know, five days or six right. days to get them three days to get to the moon. And so all these things play a gigantic role um, with uh, with that. And so the idea is uh, for, for for the summer launch, but um, anything can happen. It could it could it could slip. But regardless of that, um, we just want to make sure we get there safe and uh, you know and, and we have something special for uh, for the US to celebrate. That's good. But you as far as now, yeah, that's and that's so that's like yeah, exactly. But now, as far as you're in goes, well, the, the cigars will be ready, right? Mm-hmm. So you're not having no fe- you're having no fear about the packaging not being ready or anything like that. Everything is ready, guys. Everything That's is. Good. We got this bad boy um, already. Uh, you know, we're talking. Everything is already. Oops, let's see. There we go. There you go. So everything is already being. You know, it's packaged. It's ready. We got uh, we got the Connecticut's. Um, as you can see, I'm gonna try and see. There we go. Um, you can see the uh, the the branding on it is all about LU. 
and R. They actually just went public in February as well. That's how exciting and interesting this um, this project is. They actually and their and their ticker for the stock market is exactly L U and R. There you go. How is that not perfect? How is that not perfect? <laughs> no, and, and I like what you've done because you've you've kept the Fortolo like signature on it with the band design. Yes. So yeah. and I, I think you have the most unique bands in the business for sure. And you found a great way to kind of continue that. Um, I, I've been just so fascinated how you've taken that original, that original like marquee band, you know, the red, the red and the white. You've just kind of found different permutations, different color combinations and different designs, whether it's camo. I think it's really cool how you've worked with that over the years. It's exciting stuff, man. It's uh, anything anything that has to do with some sort of level where I can get challenged, um, you know, more and more in this industry. Uh, it, it brings me it brings me happiness, man. You yep. know, it's a it, it, everything is a story, right? Like I I can have like you know, you guys can see this cigar right here. So, oh my god, this is amazing! And all of a sudden, but you know, you see this, right? It's just it's like it's another cigar, right? Yep. So it has to it, there there has to be a story to be told with everything, right? And so to go from here to basically having um, something as ex as exclusive and as unique and as celebratory as, as this, right. to be part of our uh, Naveta, Naveta Inverso, or NASA-inspired exclusive lines, um, I, I could not have asked for anything better than that. That is cool. That I'm is excited. Yeah, that is, I, I, I would be too. That's, that's, that's awesome as far as, as that goes. Um, and, and cool, who else gonna say that went to the moon, baby? Huh? Yeah. Who else <laughs> their brand go to the moon, bro? Huh? I mean, I won't lie. I mean, it's like people have been paying, you know, five million dollars just to have a little tiny logo or something into that capsule. I mean, yeah. I'm not gonna lie, but he charged me five million dollars, so I got a good deal with him. <laughs> but no, it's gonna be it's spectacular, man. That that's that's great to hear. And like I said, it sounded like, you know, when everything I was reading about it, that that Steve uh, was very much into this project, too. I mean, it sounds like he was really into this. So that's a, that's great, too. Yeah, well, I, I sent him. Uh, uh, he's a big fan of my Navete Inverso line. Big, big, big fan. Um, and uh, and he was like, Omar, I love this cigar. I love how creamy it is. Um, he's a big fan of Dominican cigars as well. And so. We, we definitely, this wasn't something that I was like, oh, I know, here's a couple of blends and we just put it together and it's gone. It was like a back and forward. I wanted him to be part of this right. process and 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 have that uh, that that ownership as well onto something that is as unique as we're doing this together. And so you're right when you said earlier that uh, this isn't just about a collaboration with another cigar company and saying, oh, you know, we got, it, it's over the free is and uh, Skip Martin, we're getting together, we're doing something unique. This is something, this is a bigger, uh, a bigger scope. And so every single time I would ask that, I would get asked that question. It's like, what would you and how would you collaborate with something? And I, I needed something that not only would excite me so much that I could put two years of my life that I've been thinking, I swear to God, about this project every single day every single day and now that we see it launched uh this week and the reaction and the and the comments back it's just been it's just been humbling so um it's uh it's exciting guys it's pretty it's pretty exciting i i would be too i'd be excited about it like i said i think it's a, and it's a it's you know we see collaborations we see these like lifestyle type of collaboration this is 
this is I haven't seen anything like this. Is what I'm just saying. It it was definitely something very different. Yeah, that you're bringing to the table here, and uh, you know, I'm I I yeah, like I said, I think it's gonna be great here. So I'm excited because you said it's gonna be it's you know there'll be limited productions ongoing with other projects and stuff. That's pretty cool with that. Um, I just think that's a really cool angle you're gonna have with that. Thank you. Yeah. Nice. Nice. But you'll, I guess you will light these cigars up the night that thing lands or the day, whenever that thing lands, I should say. I'm assuming you'll be lighting those up. Oh, oh, you, Aaron, me, everybody. <laughs> We're going to make sure even Nick Perdome was lighting up. <laughs> you know I mean? a little stretch, but you never know. But no. we're going to make sure people wow. enjoy that. Oh. That's good. That's good to hear. Very good to hear. Uh, you know, Omar, speaking of, uh, so we just, we were talking about a little earlier, but you were in Nicaragua, like we mentioned, right? But you, you came out of that Nicaragua trip and, and I know you and I were talking a lot about just, we were, you were bouncing, we were bouncing ideas, you were bouncing some, but you said you really learned a lot on this trip and maybe, you, you know, you can give us a Reader's Digest version of what you took out of that trip. Cause it seemed like it really, from the discussions you and I had, I could tell you, you were getting into things. Yeah, no, I um, I gotta tell you, I um, I've been doing this for ten years, and there's not a single day that I don't think I can learn something new and 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 be more involved with different things. And um, one of the biggest takeaways for me was actually that conversation that I had with you about um about about the about the media, you know, and about the role and about the 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 passion. My God, the sheer the sheer passion that. Is trans, was trans, I'm a big numbers guy, as you know, and I know you are as well. And data um, is it, something I get off of. But I, I, when you showed me some of the information, so because I was asking you, how do how, you know how do we connect more? How do we how, how are we able to expand our bond rel or relationship further and uh, and whatnot? And um, you open up your website. It's like let me show you a little bit of the things that go kind of like behind the scenes um, with. Uh, with 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 what happens at cigar coop and i was like fascinated man i i'm not gonna lie man i stopped the hell out of your website brother <laughs> i've been i went down 10 years of data in just reading understanding the scene and then after every single uh um you know one of the years that i would see you know which were some of the ones which were some of the brands that you would get uh featured the most which ones had the most amount of uh, uh clicks or views or what had that traffic that was coming through your site and understanding what was happening within each and every single one of these things to me it was um i was not only impressed but i was driven to uh, to not only uh, understand that data and uh, but but use it in a way that I can also have a greater impact. Um, we we've been in business for ten years, Coop, and uh, right. and and we're not we're not you you're one hundred percent right about what you said earlier about brands that I now look you know ten years ago that uh, we're in at that trade show and don't have a single presence in the United States in any brick and mortar. No. Uh, let alone in a few online places. Fratello not only has had this presence in uh, now we're 900 uh, uh, brick and mortars in the U.S. We're in 25 countries that are uh, supporting Fratello and 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 we have a, a, an incredible following. But it always um, it's always humbling for me to see data where in a in a different point of view and at a different perspective, and so. Uh, I, I definitely spent uh, a good amount of time 
reviewing and listening and, and, and understanding what was also happening with those companies that were getting a tremendous amount of traffic in your website in, in that particular time. And, uh, and, I, and, and funny enough, you can kind of tie it. You can kind of tie what is happening with XYZ company and, and, and kind of transfer that into what's going on on the web sphere and what's going on on people's websites and the following and whatnot. Um, so, so for me, that was one of the biggest takeaways. I've been in Nicaragua a thousand times, right? And uh, um, this was, it was great just to have that conversation with you and, uh, and, and, and understand your side, not only better, but see how much passion is put into, um, you know, every single one of these lists that you guys curate every single year. So congratulations to you guys on this. No, I appreciate it. I appreciate it as well. It was an interesting conversation that someone was actually interested in some of that data. So, so that was, always, uh, you know, and Aaron and I, we tend to be very analytical on each of our brands, you know, on how we look at, at things. So uh, it's kind of, an, I think it's both a natural extension of how we work. So, um, I'm glad someone was interested in it. I told you we were gonna. I, I told you we were gonna start uh, appearing in some of these situations as well. So yeah. stay tuned, buddy. Stay tuned. <laughs> All right. No. But yeah. No. It's good. So you, when you and I were talking in Nicaragua, um, and I remember you you were talking a little about some of the the factories down there, and you did mention a factory to me. It was uh, the Karen Burger factory. Yeah. Um, and you you, I didn't really put two and two together. But the following, I guess it was the following few weeks later, um, you announced you had a project with, with Karen Berger. I should I should have figured that yeah. out, and I didn't, right? But uh, so so this is the first time you've been working with a, another factory in a long time, um, and you have the new Camo Network yes. series that came out there. So how did this all come about? Like working with, with the uh, Karen Berger's factory. Yeah. So um, so I uh, I've actually have a I've had a um a working relationship with uh karen for for about a year and a half already um with some of the product that she has that she produces this very i gotta tell you man this, she's got some sure filler cigars here that are incredible bar none period and a story i um i would uh I, I would serve as a link with some of my retailers that would have a desire or a need for a specific product um, and I just basically would put them, you know, together so that they can uh, uh, talk and collaborate. And uh, um, the the conversation back every single time, Coop, was always, always, man, these are great cigars. And it would be like reorder after reorder. It was just the right price point and everything was perfect. So I was like, how can I uh, take advantage of like the the ability that they have to put some of these uh, blends together at a very budget friendly price? Right. that would tie into uh, my Fratello Camus series. And so uh, I I needed a few Vitolas that um, that could be added into the Fratello line or for the Camus line. And um, the the Churchill was something that I was getting an enormous amount of requests on. And, uh, and then the Gordo was also something that we were right. getting an enormous amount of requests on as well. And so I was like, let me just challenge our consumers a little bit and bring something out of Nicaragua. Um, on a short filler version, which is exactly entirely different from what we have uh, coming out of the Dominican Republic, which is all long filler for the Camu line, and um, and and that's kind of how it all got started. I uh, I started trying uh, some of the blends, and uh, we made a few tweaks and things that I would love to see with our cigars um, for you know for our consumers and the experience that people 
we're having with these blends and um, and the result is magnificent. So we're going to be landing this lineup of Fratello Camus um, in the next couple of months. And, um, and, and I can't wait. We got a Maduro, we got a Connecticut, which is our, uh, our, the one that, the, the, it's called the Camus Verde, that one that you see in the middle. Yep. Then we have the Rosso, um, the Camus Rosso. Actually, I'm very proud of these blends, man. La, the Blind Men's Puff, um, you know, rated the Fratello Camus 89 points, man. You know, I, I find that for a cigar that sells for $3 and 75 cents, man, it's, a, it's something that I take, you know, as a, as a, as a, as, as, as a lot of pride, right. Uh, you know, two weeks after that, it was a cigar that was retailing for $15. I was also in a blind man's puff and they didn't even get 82 points. So, you know, I'll, I'll, this is to me fantastic. And so it is a line that plays a role within our company, especially for a lot of our larger retailers, like the smoker frenzy that has, you know, 250 to 300 stores, right. Um, and a lot of those cigars and a lot of the bigger cigar sales that they have are more budget friendly blends. Uh, it played an enormous role and it fit and, and it's helped Fratello um, scale to a, to, to a new level in the past couple of years because of some of these budget friendly blends we have. Yeah. Omar, I've talked to my son who work retail a lot. And when he would tell me like this, the top selling SKUs or, or, you know, brands in, in his store, it was Trader Jack Corp and Corp. These were, you know, there's a market for those. So if someone can produce a really good, and I've seen a couple companies do it where you get that that cigar out there that hits, short fill or not, it, 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 it's a big opportunity. It's a big space to hit. So I think I, I applaud you for doing that. Yeah, yeah. It, we needed it. We needed that. Uh, we needed to have that bridge um, with our with our lineup. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. A lot of times I'm thinking, damn, I should have started with the with the budget friendly lines first, and then go into the premium. Um, but I, I I I I take both as a as a badge of honor because now we have cigars that are you know like you can you can pay three seventy five four dollars for a cigar and still have a great experience you know are, are you going to get an enormous amount of complexity are you going to get layers are you going to get you know incredible notes and whatnot no you're not going to get that i mean you, we're working with visos and a lot of secos and and whatnot but it's how we put that blend together that um that just really highlights the uniqueness of that blend and, a little, and out of that combo line which has been a, a big 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 success for fratello as well nice and so i was going to ask you that because it you know, sometimes when we do, we're, we're so focused on the premium long filler space, we tend maybe to take some of us, maybe, or maybe I do, take my eye off the short filler space. But it sounds like Camo has been a really big acquisition for you from what you're just telling me, or a big addition, I should say. Yes, yes, it's been massive. Uh, again, if I look into the, you know, some of our, some of our larger, um, you know, uh, industry partners, like Smoker Friendly, they... They carry the Camu line in all their stores. Uh, the the ABC down in Florida, they got 125 stores, and they carry the Fratello Camu line in all of their stores. Um, it is something that uh, that I take with a lot of pride. I mean, we work with Specs that got 95 stores in uh, in in Texas, and so uh, we've been able to foster and build those relationships. Um, with um with a very dynamic very concentrated approach so that we have movement okay because uh the last thing you want to do is like you know burn some of these bridges where hey listen your product isn't just selling and then all of a sudden you you know getting that back it's going to be incredibly hard so 
um, it, it not only created the ability for us to bridge on a more budget friendly, more, more budget friendly blends, but it also created um, an opportunity for Fratello to have a uh, an ongoing presence in some of these places. And um, you know, it's uh, it's something that uh, that we take with a lot of pride and a lot of growth. Very good. That's great to hear. And you've you've touched on a couple of these Florida releases that you've done. There, there's one of them that I was really intrigued by because it was so different than anything you did, and that was the Floridian, right? That was something that you've kind of done. It's a it's a very different project, and it's the resurrection of an old brand. Yeah, I even saw your comment on it. It's like, whoa, is Fratello complete? 180 on us and uh and you're right i mean it was something that and i wasn't gonna do a bad comment no yeah (laughs) it was it was it was it was more of a um i needed to bring something for the florida market that Uh could also have a story and a storyline to it and so when i presented this project to um to abc um and uh and it was really honestly the the cigar that spoke you know by itself we're selling incredibly well we already sold out in well over 25 of these locations and we just literally launched it not less than a year ago uh it the cigar is phenomenal the uh the band obviously as you know has maintained our characteristics yes yes that was, was gonna say that. Yeah. lens but the uh the outside uh i wanted to replicate something that was uh unique to uh to florida right and so uh these this this definitely sent that message and people have been relating to it and then the 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 fratello florida which is the uh the the one which is our license plate cigar right. uh, it's it's been part of our um of our ongoing process with you know us launching it, it was born out of the dmv uh the dc maryland virginia series that we do every single year um, you know, to pay homage to my yep. to the people that give me a lot of support in this area, and it has been connecting very, very well. So I'm pretty happy about that. Are things like what you did with the Floridian? Is that something maybe you'd be interested in? Maybe pursuing some of these other like heritage brands that you know resurrecting them because it does it. It was really cool this project when I looked at this. Yeah, yeah. This is something that um, I, I wanted to make sure that it was also unique because. You know, as we all know, Tampa has a, a great and incredible deal. Look at that beauty. Yeah. I love it. I love I'm a I sucker love... for this type of packaging, which is why, yeah. Yeah, I, I love it, man. I think it's uh I think it's unique. It sends a it sends a very unique, very different message um of what we are all about. We are we're a very fluid company, but I uh, it this this speaks to this speaks to heritage, right? And so this was part of something that has to do with with the state of Florida, right? And uh-huh. so for me, it was how do we tie in some heritage into one of these lines and uh, and make sure that we can grow it. So is the potential for us to um, to launch something else within this line of heritage uh, open? Absolutely, and we're currently working on uh, on some other new projects that are going to yeah. be released specifically for ABC Florida in the next uh, in the next few months. That's great. That's great to hear. Um, and then, of course, you you mentioned the license plate series, which I thought was really cool as well. Um, yeah. Though you, you know, I just uh, again, um, excellent. Uh, just uh, right, let me pull this one up here because I thought this was cool too. Um, and, uh, there you go. Well, you could well, you could just uh, yeah, there we go. Nope. Okay. Now we go. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that was really cool too. How hey, you kind of got the uh, 
you kind of had to do the uh, we take one of the letters out to get the seven there. Yeah, it was pretty cool with that. So, uh, I thought that was, I, I thought that was something good. for the imagination, baby. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And like I said, you found a way again. The green worked. I was like, the green bands were cool with that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's exciting. And, uh, uh, people have, people have connected, man. I'm telling you, it's been, we get, we, I constantly get people, uh, um, you know, logging in and, uh, and, and sometimes, you know, it, it may not be seen on the, on, on the web as people, but I'm telling you, the, the reaction to these two cigars have been incredible. Hence the reason we're not only growing with these lines at ABC, but we're expanding upon it as well. And, um, we, we also, um, uh, you know, take, take these releases with passion because, uh, ABC is, um, you know, donates, uh, um, you know, a, so every year a portion of their proceeds into cerebral palsy, uh, foundation in central Florida. And, right. uh, this is something that we got behind as well. And a uh, portion of the proceeds of these cigars are also going into that foundation. And so uh, everything, everything plays a role guys. And, uh, and, and this for sure sent that message um, incredibly well, I feel. And these are, these are only available in the ABC stores. They're not available like online or anything like that. Right. Correct. Only okay. Available in okay. It's cool. So I'll also look with them when they I'm down. They have it on the uh, online as well themselves. They have it in. Uh, oh, okay. It's uh, El Humidor. Um, uh, I think it's El Humidor okay. uh, for ABC. But if you look it up, you'll be able to find uh, the 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 uh, the link to be able to purchase some of these for sure. No, that's cool. That's cool as well. All right. I got one other question here. And we have some fun questions um, we'll be getting into. But um, all right. So like this question, vice versa. I have vice versa. I have not smoked it yet. Um, what are you waiting for, baby? This is <laughs> because I'm waiting to ask you this. I, I am waiting to ask you this question. So there's yes, I want to enjoy vice versa, right? I want to review vice versa. How do yeah. I review it? <laughs> Which side? How do I? How should I review vice versa here? You need to do two, baby. You need to do two. He wants two reviews. Yeah, yeah smoke two and go one each way, and then you know, okay. Side. <laughs> right, Aaron. I mean, there's yeah. no way you can uh, re like review uh, vice versa without having two reviews. So I think I'm gonna be the only cigar, maybe that okay. actually gets two reviews. <laughs> I knew you could tell me. <laughs> no, and, and actually, the reason is, uh, well, folks, I've been on an insane travel schedule, and I wasn't gonna travel with those cigars. Um, yeah. so that's, that, that's been the reason why I haven't smoked, but, but I knew at some point I'd ask you this question. Yeah. How I review it. And I, I had a feeling that was going to be the answer. You were going to tell me. <laughs> Got to do two, baby. Got to do yeah. two. And I, I, I gotta tell you, there's uh there's even the potential of doing four, man. Cause it's like you, we, we, we prepare for everything when it comes right. to this law, right? right? I mean, you have the ability to do something where, you know, if you're going to smoke it from one side, right. It's going to be. What we're looking for the experience to be is for you to start off right. strong or start right. off mild and right in. And a lot of us know that a lot of that strength, you can pick it up on that retro hill, right? When you uh, you blow the smoke through your nose and see what the yeah. density that mm -hmm. looks like. So for for this cigar, there is no possible way. I mean, they're, they're, they're two entirely different blends, entirely. When you smoke them from one side and you smoke uh -huh. them from the other, right, because they're triple capped on both ends, right? Yep. Like I already kind of gone through uh, through the most of the stage of uh, half of this cigar because I'm loving it. Um, but it is one of those cigars that I've seen a lot of people uh, that enjoy the cigar so much and they don't want to try 
7 by 52 cut it down the middle and we prepare for that as well like we have two binders on this cigar so you can you know solidify when you do cut it down the middle the cut is perfect it won't unravel on you which is classic it does not and um and we and the, the reason why it did take so long for us to put in the market is we're so many stages guys i mean they were talking there was uh we had launched a production and then all of a sudden when i would go to the mini republic i would try the cigars all of a sudden the cigar was just not smoking right there was a lot of issues with you know the humidity and how it's triple capped on both ends and how much time it needs to be let up without putting it inside the cello before we put it inside the cello like every single thing when it comes to this cigar was was painstaking guys it was it was uh, Okay, not gonna lie. Um, the likelihood of me doing another one of these vice versas is, you know, who knows? Man, I, I, I never say never, but you know, I know for sure how the factory was like, guys, we cannot <laughs> have two producing a thousand cigars in one month. Okay, we need to be able to bring this up. Okay, and so they were like, no mas, no mas, please. <laughs> But you just know, wait till you try, man. Just wait till you try. It's like brother. I know someone else who did a double cap cigar, but it was it was the same throughout, and it was a viaje. And yeah. he told me the same things about the double cap problems. Actually, he had very similar experiences. Uh, with he had a lot of problems with those double caps. It's they're very finicky yeah. when you start doing that. Yeah, very much, very much so. And 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 not only that, but I mean, I, I know. Uh, uh, La Zuka, I know General Cigar has done uh, this, you know, double cap on both ends and, and has tried to do this, but none of them have tried, I can guarantee you this, because I, 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 I did an enormous amount of research on it, have tried to start off the cigar on one in, in, right. a, in a high or a low note, and that is what we've achieved with Visa Versa, and, you know, we completely sold out of the cigar, so a lot of people have had their chance to, you know, get a hold of them and enjoy them, but um, it was not it was not easy by any means to produce. Well, you're happy with the reaction you've gotten with it, right? So, yeah, it was a lot of hard work, but it sounds like, you know, you're happy with the feedback you gotten from that. So there's something to that, that you did something right with that. Yeah. yeah I'm happy when I start seeing some of those reviews, baby. <laughs> yeah, now, you got, now you got two reviews coming. Yeah. <laughs> that is going to be pretty cool. So uh, I'm definitely looking forward to that, uh, to do that. Uh, but but uh, yeah, no, that's great. It it uh, like I said, it was it was definitely uh, it was definitely different. I was talking to uh, Kevin about it down at the Great Smoke, and uh, you know, I know he uh, that was you know, I'm, I'm, he said he put that bug in your ear with that, and uh, you ran with it. And I'm gonna it, tell you, um, he uh, he definitely did. Um, and uh, he's <laughs> I was talking to him this week. I sent him a message and uh, about something that I was uh, that I was gonna get ready to launch and. And uh, and I said, man, listen, I, I'm, I, I thank you for uh, for bringing this uh, this idea and this concept uh, um, and put it in my in my ear about two two and a half years ago. Two and a half years ago yeah. was this. And um, but then again, I'm not that thankful, man, because it's yeah. been. <laughs> then he sent me a message saying. He says a message. Says, "Oh my, I got another thing I got uh, over here. I want you to take a look at. I haven't even opened it, man." I was like, <laughs> like, "Bro, let me just let me just finish with this. If I get another idea that I like about, man, I'm gonna lose my mind. No mas, okay? So the link is still here, and there's no way I'm opening it, bro. Right, right. <laughs> All right, Kevin, I'll be opening it in the next couple of months. Okay, I promise." Uh... <laughs> 
All right, Aaron, do you have any other uh, cigar stuff, line stuff you wanted to ask Omar before we get into No, we, you went through the list. Good. Okay. So, Omar, we got a few fun segments we're going to do with you. To, 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 uh, all right. Yeah. Two short ones and then one a uh, little longer, but not too long. All right. So, here is um, this is the first of a few of these. Um, this is called um, the Ties That Bind segment. And this is sponsored by Tobacco RSA. Um, makers of iconic brands such as Monte Cristo, Romeo Julieta, H. Upman, and Aging Room Scars. Tobacco RSA, great things are happening here. So, The Ties That Bind, Omar, is a song by Bruce Springsteen. Okay. Famous by Bruce Springsteen. Um, and in this segment, I'm going to name you three things. Okay? Yeah. And you got to tell me the common tie with all these things. Let's do it. Okay. So, in this case, they're all different things this week. Sometimes I'll pick something in a similar game. But ready? I'm going to name the three right. things for you. A bell pepper. Like, you eat a bell pepper. A chicken. And a celebrity. I don't know if I have way too many of this. Uh, I really love it now, but I have no idea, bro. <laughs> I should have probably have done, you know, not like not even close to half the box. No, this is a tougher one I gave this week. It's it's not as tough when you hear the answer, but it, it's, it was just a little tougher one I threw at you. Bell pepper, celebrity. And a chicken. And... A, a chicken that you eat. You know, a chick, chicken that you eat. A bell pepper, chicken, and a celebrity. I have no idea. <laughs> zero clue. Zero, brother. Zero. Yeah. The heat's on. Aaron, do you want to take a shot at this? I will take a guess. I don't know if I'm onto it. But are they all things that you can roast? Correct. All right. You, nice. you roast a pepper, you roast a chicken, and you roast a celebrity. Okay. There you go. So we're talking about, okay, all things that you can potentially. Okay. Like, I'm trying to get, to get it now. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So if you go through a few of these, you can you see how silly the you see you see how silly the the thing is that connects them all together. So you're yeah. thinking about something that's probably like high level, but it's like it you know when Coop comes up with it, it's like one of like the dumbest things that you could possibly think yeah. of that I, you you know. Sometimes I throw at little cigar geeks. I'll throw some really tough cigar stuff at them, right? And it, it's not, but yeah, I try to tend to do it a little lighter. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it is. This is light, man. If this is light, I don't want to see the strong ones. Okay. <laughs> anything riddle, I'll tell you right now. Anything riddle, man. It's something that it's just something in my brain just just doesn't connect. It's yeah. like, yeah. hey, Omar, here's a riddle. It could be the simplest, easiest riddle in the world, bro. And I can guarantee you, I'll mess it up. It's just not good. <laughs> You're too, too analytical. Like a bottle of Barbara Lure, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Now, Aaron, uh, Omar, you can't mess this one up, okay? Okay. So this is our Cattle Baron Steak question of the night, and there's no wrong answer for this one, which is good. All okay. right, I know you're a foodie, Omar. I've, I've yeah. seen your videos. So this is a very a very simple question. I've been, I've been asking a lot of people this over the past few weeks. When you have a burger, a hamburger, how do you like your burger? What do you like to put on it? Ketchup. Mayo, cheese, bacon. You put that bad boy bun. Got to put that little butter on the on the bottom of that bun. <laughs> put both of them in. Let the bun be soft on the outside. 
put them together and happiness in my mouth, my brother. That's <laughs> there you go. So what kind of cheese? What kind of cheese? Yeah, it's a good cheddar. one. Yeah. Cheddar? cheddar. All right. All There's right. no question. Don't yeah. mess around, guys. Don't, yeah. not, listen, if I see a burger <laughs> with some provolone, I'll be like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. What, what is wrong with you? Cheddar. Okay, and good thick bacon. Okay, yep. give me the curly bacon. Let's see that bacon just nicely laid on top of my burger so that I can enjoy it. Okay, yep. with no damn lettuce. <laughs> no slices of onions work really well for me, but man, bacon. <laughs> my wife bought some of this like thick cut bacon, and we put them on the burgers. There, that thick cut bacon is the way to go. Yeah, with, with bacon on your burger. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. There is a there's a lot of ways, man, to get a good burger. Uh, to to my my brother, my brother jokes around all the time. Every single time he comes to DC and say, "Man, I want to. I just want to maybe one of those burgers you make and whatnot." And we're like, "Okay, let's put it together." And all of a sudden, it's like, "Man, that's a good burger." So <laughs> my son and my daughter, every single time they have, it's like all of a sudden it's like, "Man, that's a good burger." So it was like. <laughs> It kind of sticks to you, man. You yeah. know. Well, yeah. how you guys like your burger? I'm simple like that as well. But I'll go for some uh, lettuce and some tomatoes. But everything else, pretty much the same with what you're talking about. Pretty simple. Um, I, I don't usually go mayonnaise all that often, but I'll go with mustard and ketchup. Yeah. Sriracha, baby, a little sriracha, man. There you go. You can do that. Uh, I am definitely a barbecue sauce guy on the burger. Um, I like. Raw onion and that thick cut bacon and the roasted peppers. Those roasted peppers are are money on that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, as as far as cheese, it's cheddar uh, would be my first choice. So we're in agreement with that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that that thick cut bacon is once you go to it, you're never gonna go back. I'm just saying, it's yeah. just. I'm gonna try it. Yeah, I'm try it. I've done a um, like one thing I, I I do enjoy when it comes to like a when it comes to like a burger. It really like a lot of times I I, um, I I just I just I just wanna you know like I see the debates online about like hey you know In and Out versus uh, sorry Aaron versus like Five Guys yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. guys it's a no brainer Five Guys it is not oh, because yeah. the guys from from Virginia, yeah, I knew you got, yeah. <laughs> open it up here in Arlington and whatnot is because, come on, man, like you know, like putting this caramelized onions on that bad boy, yep. just like get all sprinkled, and it's just it, it is it's made in heaven. Yeah. When I moved to North Carolina, it was in two thousand eight, and that was right around the time Five Guys was starting to expand out of the Virginia area. So they came to North Carolina before a lot of other parts of the country, and it was like revolutionary. Like uh, we would go, you know, we would go there a lot. And I'll tell you, you know, you get you get any whatever you want on that burger, yep. whatever toppings you want. Yep, and I loved I I like the fries a lot. I mean, they and they give you more than enough. You, you always order a small fry. Always, always order, order a small, small fry <laughs> because they don't keep. Yep, they, and they, they give you a full bag anyway. <laughs> they give yeah, they give you a bag and it spills out into the other bag, yeah. basically. So so yeah, it's but uh, baby. it's about that experience, and then yeah. uh, then you get some of the you know some of the nuts and whatnot, and yeah. 
you eat them and you throw them in the floor. They encourage you to throw yeah. them in the floor. It's like a playground, bro. It's like they, playground. they have vinegar out there. They have malt vinegar out there for you too, if you yeah. want on the fries. That's you don't see that every, everywhere either. Yep. No, I, I love the malt vinegar on the fries. I, I uh, we keep that in the house too. I, uh, I, oh, I love that malt vinegar. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's money. It's the way to have it. You know, no ketchup for me. It's the malt vinegar. So sorry, water burger. Sorry, <laughs> in and yeah. Sorry, all of you that all think right. you got the so- burger. So here's where here's where the the in and out people will like argue against five guys. It's not fast food is what they'll argue. And it's not. It's not. I'm not going to say it. it's it's you know, it's an express type of food, but it's not, you know, fast food. You can't go to a, a drive in for the most part. Yeah. Right. There's there's truth to that. There's truth to that. Yeah. Um, they, uh, they pride themselves on having a great burger, man. I'll tell you this. OK, it's like, it's good, but. Yeah. Below the line, babe. Falls yep. below the line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Omar, I got to just do a, a sponsor break. Then we have one more segment shorter and we'll be done with you. So, uh, so hang, hang in there, there. All right. So, I want to mention, uh, of course, Tailored Smoke, located in the heart of downtown Charlotte's Epicenter and outside the Charlotte Motor Speedway in Concord, North Carolina. Tailored Smoke is your one stop shop for a tailored smoking experience. And by JRE Tobacco. The authentic Corojo leaf is one of the most robust and flavorful tobacco leaves out there. During the Golden Age of Cigars, Cuba, it's a leaf of choice to make some of the world's greatest cigars. Because it's one of the most challenging ones to cultivate, it fell out of favor by the 1990s. In the Hamastron Valley in Honduras, Julio Aroa took on the challenge of growing Corojo from the original seeds. And in 2000, they successfully reintroduced authentic Corojo back to the market. With over 50 years' experience in the tobacco business, from growing and curing tobacco to cigar production, the JRE Tobacco Farm has been able to continue to deliver products to market with authentic Corojo. Now with JRE Tobacco, Julio and his sister, son Justo have brought their very own brand to market, and each contain the authentic Corojo leaf. Aladino is available in a wide variety of brands, including the latest release, the Aladino Candela. And each represent the golden age of cigars from 1947 to 1961. Now available at your local retailer. Be sure to ask for Jerry Tobacco, a legacy that is tasted in every draw. And, of course, we want to mention um, Corona Cigar Company. At Corona Cigar Company, they take the fact that they are cigar fanatics just like you. That's why you'll find the best selection of the rarest and finest premium cigars available anywhere in the world. Plus, they have special limited edition cigars available exclusively to Corona Cigar Company from famous international cigar makers such as... Avo, Drew Estate, Aganorsa Leaf, and Altadish USA. They have the best selection, best customer service, and money-saving discount prices. But don't just take their word for it. Forbes Magazine selected Corona Cigar Company, best of the web. Corona Cigar was voted a top five internet cigar retailer by Smoke Magazine. Cigar Ficionado wrote, Corona Cigar Company, the largest, best stock cigar shops in America. Place an order online at www.coronacigar.com or visit one of Corona's four central Florida cigar superstores and cigar bars and see for yourself why Corona Cigar Company is the ultimate cigar experience. I want to mention again our friends at Cavalier Geneva. Um, smoke gold and stay gold. Join the inner circle. Again, follow Cavalier Cigars on Instagram at cavalierunderscores.com. They have some great prizes that they're doing from time to time, so you'll want to get on board with them. Of course, you can follow them on Facebook at Cavalier Geneve Cigars. That's Geneve, G-E-N-A-V-E. And, of course, visit your local tobacconist and join that movement that is Cavalier Cigars, consistently regarded highly by cigar lovers everywhere, as well as high ratings by the cigar industry press. You um, want, of course, um, again, get on board. Cavalier Cigars, smoke gold, and stay gold. 
And finally, we're going to get into our Alec Bradley Live True segment, sponsored by Alec Bradley. Alec Bradley, Alec Bradley, Alec Bradley, Alec Bradley. Visit alecbradley.com to find out more about their cigars. Live True. So, Omar, this is our Live True segment. It's a little more extension as a lifestyle segment here. And I wanted to pick your brain a little about space exploration here as a topic. Let's do it. All right. So, Omar, we talked about – let me ask you – have you his? I mean, you said you didn't see the the lunar missions, right? But have you historically followed the the space program? You know, gone back or looked at things or read about things? Have you done that before? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. So there were different areas. I mean, there were the lunar missions, there were the space shuttle missions, and then there were the, there were the outer planet missions. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those are three big things. You may come up with some other themes that I didn't have. Yeah, well, but I know the space shuttle one obviously is very close to your heart, right? How about some of these other things? Like, um, what about those? Because I think the one that I was the most interested in was when the the uh, the Voyagers went out into outer space. I mean, to me, that was that was I was in college when those things were reaching the outer planets, and that was an amazing thing. But yeah, maybe well, I don't know. Talk about some of those other things. Maybe you know what interested you about you know those those different eras. One of, one of the ones that um, the people don't talk enough about, man, but I think it was one of the most successful missions that we had at NASA was Deep Impact. Deep Impact was one where um, where we not only tackled a um, an asteroid, uh, but we wanted to make sure that not only did we tackle it, but we had an ability to, once we made impact, I love the cigar you're about to smoke, baby. I love <laughs> the, uh, the uh, Nevada. Boxer, boxer, yep. Telling you right now, if my daughter ever gets married, brother, that's the one that's going to go to the wedding right nice. there. Yep. Nice. Right there. yep. Um, I um, I'll tell you this: it is it's deep impact, man. It's uh, it's um, there, there's 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 a few projects that I'm like that I was fascinated um about that we, that I had a chance to you know play like a very small role in just observing and and being part of the support mission for them. But deep impact, man, when we we threw that bullet, man, into that asteroid, and we kind of like saw how that impact and the kind of gases and the pictures that we took out of that was just incredibly successful. Try to do the, tra- you know, the trajectory. Try to do the, you know, uh, uh, where it goes. Like there's, there's no, there is. We can, we can probably launch something right now and land it in a seat at ASU Stadium, in a seat. We can launch. We can launch the uh, uh, this uh, the beautiful. Uh, Coming soon, uh, <laughs> lunar right, and 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 land the uh, the lander in one seat at ASU. But when it comes to landing it in the moon, when it comes to going out of space, there's no Google, there's no threat, there's no, there's nothing, right? So you gotta be within a certain range of like uh, of of mistake to be able to have something that actually impacts something that's in trajectory, right? And so. Right. That was one that was I was fascinated. Kepler, I mean, um, you know, the, the fact that we now have the an ability to to see um, that there are other Earth-like planets in the Milky Way galaxy, um, how how incredible is that? I mean, and 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 the Hubble, you know, like Hubble played a tremendous role in all our hearts. You know what I mean? The fixing Hubble, one of those space shuttle missions that uh, took some astronauts to fix Hubble and. Uh, and, and put it in operation again and making it a tremendous success. 
those are the things and the things that are not often talked about. People see a lot of those missions. People see the Voyager. People see, you know, the, the the lunar landing missions. They see the shuttle program, which are very exciting things, obviously, because we're firing things. We're putting fire in <laughs> like that kind of stuff, right? But it's also it's much bigger than that, right? I mean, it's the technology transfer that happens with a lot of these programs and projects, right? Like the ability for us, thanks to the tremendous imaging process and 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 the ability for us to uh, take care of the shuttle to make sure that you know if there was any impact, uh, um, you know, into the shuttle itself, that we would be able to not only you know see what could happen, but also uh, um, you know prevent it and in from even coming back from from orbit. Um, and have the ability to tell a woman, you know, you know, without having to do a biopsy, what kind of cancer or potential cancer she has, the hydraulics of it, like even just as simple as like, you know, us going to the bathrooms, we NASA's played a role into the hydraulics of our of our of our sewer systems, the the ability, the reason why after so many years, it's still cheap to travel, uh, uh, you know, relatively cheap to travel and in, 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 in going from one location to another in an airplane, you know, it's uh, and how much and how many less accidents we now have and how safe it is. It is a lot, a lot has to do with NASA and that technology, you know, the wind tunnels in uh, Langley Research Center that I had a pleasure of visiting many, many times and seeing, you know, uh, um, you know, that how how you know changes in temperature and expansions can play a role into making sure that not only are we flying safe but that we're flying more efficient all of those things play a role so i'm a big i'm i'm more fascinated outside of those three things uh i'm fascinated by a lot of that technology transfer and uh being at nasa uh under the under the science pro, uh, program for so many years seeing heliophysics guys the the effect of uh of a of a, of a solar burst and uh and and what that happened and the effect of that on earth and communication you know understanding uh you know how some of our missions were able to detect temperature and changes in the in the sea to know and determine how our weather is going to be affected and how our and how you know, accurate. We have now the ability to say it's going to be raining tomorrow, and it's going to. And now we know faster when there's going to be a faster response to a particular storm. And all of these data is it's a great amount. I'm not saying everything is NASA, obviously, because there's right. so many data, but so much of it is that technology transfer that plays a role. So that is my fascination on the space program for sure. Nice. When do you think, like in your estimation, because you know how things go? And you could probably answer this better than most. When do we see a man on the moon again? I'm hoping that before the decade is over, man. So you think you think about that? I'm hoping before the decade is over, we'll see a man on the moon. It's uh, um, unfortunately after being at NASA for so many years, especially in this in the you know uh, you know playing a role in the budget uh, of these missions because. I wasn't directly working like in the CFO or anything like that. I was working in the programs and the projects, and uh, I, I dove in deep. and the, And the, the effect it never fails, man. And we're, we're, NASA does things that nobody else does, and so to 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 assume that something is going to be as simple as just hey, just put more money onto it and let's right. see how it goes. Not, it, it's way bigger than that. And the the partners and the stakeholders, the 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 scientists all over the world that play a role into every single. NASA in its budget accounts for almost 10% of all the science done in the entire world. 
That $5 billion yeah. almost 10% of all the science done in the world. I want you to think yeah. about that. Put that in perspective and yeah. see how many, how much, how many scientists, how many countries are involved in all this in this whole situation. And and it's 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 amazing the amount of things that can happen with with you know 18 billion dollars. Now right. do we want to we want to make sure that we can spearhead and, and go back and, and take over? We can absolutely do it. It's just it also requires about you know three to four percent of the entire you know, uh, US, United States, you know, federal budget. Yeah. And when you worked at NASA, this is you, while you were in the science, but you were very much involved with, with, with these financials, right? So, you know, you're talking, you're talking from a very good point of knowledge here with this. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Everything oh, wow. from programmatic decisions to, uh, to canceling programs and projects that we just couldn't get enough, 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 enough backup. But there's also the, 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 the other side of it that a lot of people do not see that we struggled and I struggled quite a bit, uh, uh, especially at the later part of the years that, you know, we, we, our talent was just not being utilized appropriately. I mean, the, mm. the, the, the talent that NASA has is beyond what you guys can imagine. I mean, it's our reach is massive. Uh, we, we, we honestly, I can tell you that NASA employs some of the brightest minds in the world. And these people are not about like, oh, let me get paid this exact amount. They get paid $100,000, $75,000 a year. They just care about the science. And so seeing, um, you know, their passion and uh, them pitching us a project and uh, saying and requiring, guys, we need an extra half a million. Can we go back to Congress and get this? And then you get the part that, the scientists didn't see as much, the part that the general public didn't see as much, but there was something that we saw every single day was like, you know, we, we're appropriate, we're an appropriation, right? So we needed funds from Congress to give us these tools and the money for us to do certain things. And unfortunately, sometimes there's a lot, you know, when politics plays a role, it's like, hey, what's in it for me? What's in it for my district? What's in it for my state? What's happening with Langley? What's happening with Goddard Space Flight Center? What's happening with Wallops down in Chesapeake? And so it, it, it turns into a little bit of that as well. But hey, you know, if everything would be roses, we'll all be smoking cigars and <laughs> it's not working for a living. And it'll just be amazing. So yeah, it's like that. Nice. Nice. All right. So turning to the solar system. <laughs> okay. The, and the, of the planets of the solar system, which is the planet that most fascinates you? Oh, my God. I am fascinated by Jupiter, man. You know, uh, it's not just because it's the biggest, okay? It's not just because <laughs> it's the biggest. Like your boy in the entire industry, your boy is the biggest. Man, Aberlour is actually having an effect on me. <laughs> <laughs> it's also the, um, the, the tremendous amount of, like, vast oceans that uh, we've been able to, um, to pick up on, on on Jupiter. You know what I mean? The 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 aura around it uh, to me is just a fascinating planet. I mean, I, I love Saturn. Don't get me wrong; those rings are just incredible. But um, there's so much to there's so much to still know, guys. Even lunar alone, like we're going now to the South Pole. You know, try landing, and you know, just let's just use our planet as an example, right? We're landing in the South Pole. We're going. We're going to explore a crater in the moon, guys, right? Like there are mountains in the moon that are larger and like 10 times from five times bigger than, you know, Mount Everest. I mean, we're talking just, just so much knowledge still yet to be known. And so sometimes you just got to pick your battles. And I'm just glad that this year the battle is the moon and that we're playing uh, and that we're landing on that mother 
we're landing on that soccer and it's gonna be amazing that's all i can say <laughs> I, so i didn't realize we were landing on the south pole there so that's interesting yeah. Yeah. is yeah, there any yeah. is there any talk about going to where stuff was planted again and seeing what happens like well, well maybe LRO, which is a lunar reconnaissance orbiter, um, has uh, has gone multiple times. Just goes around and around and just kind of yeah. like doing a telemetry and understanding, you know, way better what's happening with the moon and, uh -huh. and the areas. And um, there was data that that once we tried to find uh, the closest proximity location of where we planted the flag, um, that we couldn't find it. And so um, things like this, uh, you know. There's, there's no erosion there's no water there's no there's no wind there's nothing happening in the right moon. there's a lot of there's a lot of meteors right and a lot of mm -hmm. asteroids that are coming around and landing on that bad boy so uh I'm not sure if something like that played a role but I don't think that that's uh that is something that um at least for the time being it's the focus we do need to understand better what that south pole looks like and uh and what kind of uh, uh technology and, and information we're able to gather from that so well, that's great all right. Speaking so of good. speaking of planets, is Pluto a planet? Absolutely, freaking lovely, man. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I say too. I, I, I this dwarf thing doesn't buy. Don't give me no dwarf face. There was a very <laughs> fun after that whole debate started coming out. There was a very fun um, uh, meme or like a a, a big. Uh, advertising in the middle of Times Square at one time where it had Pluto like landing on top of the earth. It's like, oh, I'm not a planet anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was awesome, man. Pluto is a planet, baby. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought it was cool when we had the when when the when we got the pictures of Pluto a few years ago. That was really cool to see that as well. Yeah. Exciting stuff, man. It's exciting yeah. stuff for sure. All right. The last two questions here, and they're kind of similar ones. So we hear this. Is there life in this universe elsewhere? Somebody give me the answer. Yeah. Somebody give me the answer that uh, the, one of the smartest people I've ever met, uh, uh, ex-NASA administrator, Mike right. Griffin. I had the pleasure of, uh, you know, being beside him and just like doing shadow opportunities and whatnot. And um, I remember this answer like it was like it was yesterday. Uh, a reporter asked him one time, he said, hey, so there's, is there life outside the solar system? He says, well, I cannot definitively say that uh, that we have been able to find uh, life in other planets. Um, but if you ask me, brother, I believe that there is. <laughs> you get no better answer than that, man. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about a guy that has seven PhDs and an MBA, okay? Yeah. And all the knowledge... In every single tool in their disposal, um, the fact that we haven't been able to find something definitive and say, here it is, uh, doesn't mean that we don't believe that 100% it exists. Nice, nice. All right, now on the flip side, UFOs from other places mm -hmm. you know, outside of Earth, do they exist? So I have um, I've been following a lot of the, a lot of what's happening with like DOD and a lot of these images and uh, and the fact that the fact that a lot of these the, the the tremendous amount of information and uh, pictures and data that has come to our attention to show that this is this cannot be explained 
it's how can it not be you know what i mean i think it's like do i believe that there is like a, um you know a, a more advanced society 100 percent um you know do, do i believe that we have had the opportunity to 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 um to disclose or have this um you know the ability to disclose that we have found life and other planets you know we just there, there hasn't been that they just we just don't have that data um but the fact that these things have existed and have gone through and there are people and there's data and there's pictures telemetry and all of these different situations that have proven that we don't understand what that is that's got to tell you something i mean we've discarded a lot of things a lot of times people oh i saw this halo in this thing that's explainable oh i saw this 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 wave of situation and then one little thing that you flew away okay but there is some hardcore data and some hardcore information about things that we just unfortunately we don't know what it is except for an undefined unidentified flying object baby there you go well omar want to that's going to bring us to the end here so i want to thank you very much for being on we really this was great we really appreciate this um and a little over 60 days we'll see you at pca it's gonna be so much fun guys thank you for the invite this means a lot i hope uh hope to be back soon as well and uh yeah. and talk with uh with uh with us smoking the lunar and uh and celebrating uh uh, this milestone and uh and i appreciate the invite Aaron. much love brother yep. i look forward to being in california hopefully soon and we'll go out to another Absolutely. you know yep. uh, do some wine exploration there you go. um i wish you guys an incredible evening and thank you so much for the invite it means a lot omar it means a lot omar. too we appreciate you as well thank you so much best of luck to you and look forward to the rest of the 10th anniversary year for sure so we'll be catching up with you thank you guys blessings bye-bye all, all right that is the one and only Omar DeFrius of Fratello Cigars. All right. Actually, I forgot about this segment. Um, he's going to kill me. Uh, Espinosa Today in Sports History. Um, and I want to mention it is sponsored by Espinosa Cigars, makers of award-winning brands uh, and brands such as Espinosa 601 and Knuckle Sandwich. Smoke Espinosa. Smoke Espinosa every day. All right, Aaron. So this is uh, – I want to see if you can get this one. I haven't been disclosing it. So today, in 1996, mm-hmm. April 27th, a famous baseball slugger hit his 300th home run, one of many he would hit in his career. Do you know who it is? I have two guesses, but I will go with the first one as Bonds. Correct. All right. It was going to be Bonds or McGuire. That was going to be okay. my, uh, my guesses because they, they I... both came up around the same time. So. I, I was again a little surprised with when the 300 was hit because it was like 11 years into his career. Almost. Yeah, but then it was like rapid fire after that. Then it was rapid, right? Yeah. But then he also missed. You know, 94 was kind of, and part of 95 was a race too. Right. All right. Yeah. So your bonus question: What else did Barry Bonds, by hitting that 300 home run, accomplish that day? Uh, only the first father son to hit 300 bombs. That may have been. There was one other thing he did. Mm. Um, he joined the 300 300 club. Oh, okay, there yep. you go. Uh, 300 stolen bases as well. Yeah, all right. So, so that happened on April 27th, 1996, in baseball history, sports history. But there you go. And, and uh, that was, uh, I guess you know, we made Rob. If Rob is listening, he's probably very happy that we, uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so there we go. All right, we got one more segment here. 
Uh, let me get to the sponsor break and we'll get into our deliberation segment. And of course, I want to mention J.C. Newman Cigar Company, founded in 1895 by Julius Caesar Newman. J.C. Newman Cigar Company is the oldest family-owned premium cigar maker in America. For four generations and 127 years, J.C. Newman has been handcrafting one of the world's finest cigars. J.C. Newman is headquartered in an iconic 113-year-old cigar factory in the Ybor City National Historic Landmark District in Tampa, Florida. At the factory known as Elwer Hole, J.C. Newman has premium cigars by hand and hand-operated antique cigar machines, including the all-American cigar, The American. The J.C. Newman Pensa factory is the second largest in Nicaragua, and it's where Brickhouse, Pillar de Mar, El Baton, Quorum, and Yago cigars are hand-rolled. J.C. Newman's Diamond Crown, Maximus, Julius Caesar, and Black Diamond cigars are handmade by tobacco at A. Fuente in the Dominican Republic. With longtime partners, the Arturo Fuente family, the Newmans founded the Cigar Family Charitable Foundation, which supports low-income families in the Dominican Republic in education, healthcare, vocational training, and clean water. Visit jcnewman.com to learn more. And by Casa Cuevas Cigars. The Cuevas family has five generations of experience in cigar making. For many years, they have manufactured cigars for many industry leaders at a Las Lavas factory in the Dominican Republic. Now the Cuevas family has brought their very own brand to market with Casa Cuevas cigars. Try the various blends of Casa Cuevas, including the latest release, Sangre Nueva. And if they don't carry it, be sure to ask your local retailer for Casa Cuevas cigars. Casa Cuevas cigars, from our casa to yours. And finally, we're going to get into our industry talk deliberation segment sponsored by Dumbarton Tobacco and Trust. There's no deliberation when it comes to Dumbarton's track record since launching in 2015. This has included eight consecutive top three appearances on the Halfway Consensus, including number one cigar of the year in 2020 with the Mikarita Tricky Traka and 2022 with the Mikarita Black Saka Khan. Visit DTT Cigars and find a purveyor that carries the blends of Dumbarton Tobacco and Trust. So, Aaron, I got two things tonight here, and they were kind of both inspired by the show you guys did on Sunday night. All right. Uh, with, with Bear. Um, okay. So one one is a cigar-related one. You know the other one's going to be. Uh, <laughs> so, but I'm kind of curious because I, I talked about it on a couple of shows this week. Uh, so I want to kind of get your, your opinion on, the, on that non-cigar one. But I was thinking about this, right? We did a show. We did one of these segments a few years ago. And we talked about 100-point cigars. And, yeah. like, what, what should a 100-point cigar be? Right. And I don't know how I, I thought about this when I was watching the show. But I raised the question, what about a zero-point score for a cigar, right? Because technically, it's part of that spectrum, right? Yeah. It's part of that range, right? and it never happens. It almost never comes close to it. Yeah. My question is, should it or could it? It yeah. definitely could. Uh, I just don't think that you'll ever see it. Um, I just think that there's... I think you'd have to like go out of your way to make it that way. And I don't, maybe it's not possible. Um, I'm trying to think because you have to think if the draw isn't, if the draw is a zero, right? Right. That means you cannot, you're, 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 you're not able to pull smoke Flavor. through it. Right. Right. Um, I mean, I guess the burn could actually get to zero. Like you can light it and it like goes out within a draw every time kind of a thing. Um, but then again, like, are you going to actually get any flavor from it? So um, I just think that, yeah, to, to have those two things happening at the same time um, would be really hard. So you know? that, that's a good point you made, right? I actually didn't really think of the angle. So you have something in your 
when you have the you went through this with Bear in the yeah. scoring, right? And basically, you have I guess I'll just call it a drop down, right? Yeah. Of how you assess categories, and the lowest is bad, right? Yes. Okay. So, what would be a bad burn and a bad draw, and does that kind of equate to zero in your in your scale? Yeah. Any 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 of the categories that you you rate as bad as zero for that category. Okay. So that uh, yeah, that's you'd have to rate basically a scar bad to all all the categories, right. but. For me, um, like when I have burn issues, if I have to do a relight, that drops it one level. So I right. guess technically, if you had like six or seven relights, you'd be the bad right. at that point. So it's possible just seven relights, right. you're, you're getting zero points for burn, basically. Right. But for draw, it um, it either has to be like almost as if there's zero resistance and if and i think at that point this i don't know that the cigar would actually even burn if you had zero resistance right or it's just completely resistant where like you're like you're if you like got a wooden dowel and was trying to like draw right from it, the wood yeah it's yeah. solid it's solid like there's nothing coming through like you can get zero air through it that's where it would be bad as well but, but right. like i said if, at that point you're probably not getting any. You're, you're not getting any flavor either because you can't get anything to come through that cigar. Right. Have you Have you guys ever assessed any of those, those two categories as bad? Like yes, you, I've okay. I've never had a draw that I rated as bad, but I have had a burn. Okay. That has been bad. I got I got very close to that with the with the cigar I reviewed this this week. <laughs> so is it published yet? It's not published yet. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's 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 kind of really interesting there. Um, so here's my other question here. Suppose you just like you're smoking this. And I'm, I'll use Seth as an example here because he's right. he's, he's I think I, cause I can I can envision a scenario. So Seth, you, you, Seth gets some cigar from some company, right? You send it to him. He lights this thing up, yeah. and he's having a miserable experience, right, through the first right. third, and he's like, "Fuck it," right, and he chucks the cigar. And he's done with it, right? Yeah. And I, but all right. So the question is, does like once he does that, doesn't that invalidate the whole review and, and it's a zero or no? Um, it, it would not be a valid review if he didn't complete the smoking the experience. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you have to go through the entire motion of right. smoking the entire cigar, rating each third, rating the overall burn, draw, and your overall thoughts on it. So you, you, you can't, you can't say I'm done with it after the first inch and then submit a score so here here's kind of what i have done in a couple of cases is if i'm smoking this cigar and it's each time i get to that final third and it's just non-smokable yeah i just give a zero for that final third score yeah that's i yeah i think that's that's valid and, yeah and then i drop everything down a level like you said right is what i do with that because yeah that that's what i'll do with that yeah that's interesting yeah uh but so I'll kind of before I ask this next question, is there I actually have one guy in the cigar media and I think there's one guy who would give a zero that I know of in okay. the cigar who reviews cigars. Uh-huh. Who do you think it is? Somebody that would give a zero. Somebody who gives a zero. I'm not saying this is a great reviewer or a bad review. I'm just saying it's this is a person who's known to review cigars and I could see him giving the zero and it's not Charlie or anyone from Catman. Yeah, Catman yeah. was the one I was thinking right. of. That's the guy I was thinking of. 
so my next question is like when you get close, like when let's go to the developing palette scale for a second, right? Yeah. You guys, I've seen a few cigars in the threes. Yeah. Most recently. Oh, I mean, when you get below three, what would have to be the case if you get below? Like, so we're equating that to a hundred point scale. Yeah. Authority here. Like, like, right. It's just no gotta, one it's, uses that scale. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be probably mostly flavor related because um, the, the burn and draw don't um, attribute a ton of right. points to the cigar. Right. Uh, because we feel like if you have a really bad burn or a really yeah. bad draw, that will usually have an effect on the flavor as well. Right. But so you're really going to have just kind of like off-putting flavors. So you're going to either yeah. have like really charred, you know, a really charred wood experience or something like that, or like a, just an absolutely overwhelming pepper, or you're getting like these metallic notes, uh, or just something that's just really astringent, like really a lot of bitterness, things like that. So it's just going to be really off-putting flavors that are probably going to drive you down below that. And if you're doing that, like it's not a fun review to do, but like you're going to do, you're doing the review. So, um, you know, go go for glory on the lower score, I guess, if if you're going to feel that, you know, right. the gold distance on it. Yeah. Do you, I mean, do you think that the main reason is people don't do it because there's backlash or there isn't a cigar that bad to get? Cl- I'm saying not zero, but close to that, you know. I remember Charlie um, gave it 21 once, I think. Yeah, there might be some people that would not do it because they don't, they wouldn't, they would think that it would look bad on the brand yeah. or whatever, you know, doing it. Um, but I just, I mean, we always talk, you know, I, at least I, I jokingly say that, you know, that a lot of cigars are not, not that great and all that stuff, but, but you know, there, um, there is a standard of, of construction and all that stuff that goes into the, most of the premium market. So you, I think it's going to be rare that you would find that stuff. And if you found it, it was, it's probably going to be, um, like in our experience where we do like, you know, four guys doing the review, uh, you might get a, a you know, something that somehow passed QC, that was poorly constructed or something like that, but you're not going to see it from the group of four people, but um, it's probably going to be some like one-off people trying to roll a cigar or something like that and selling it. Like who knows where they're trying to sell it that you would come across, but I don't, I can't imagine anything that's like in a normal, like reputable, reputable retailer carrying it um, from a, you know, a brand that has some sort of um, identity that would, you would see that from it. I just can't, you know, that I don't know if that, if that happened for more than a couple of reviewers, that would be bad. I'm probably bad news for a brand. Yeah, no, I, 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 uh, I could definitely, I could definitely see that for sure. Um, so we look at this, we're going to these other end of the scale. It's almost impossible. You would say this is my, it's almost impossible to get a zero and it's almost impossible to get a hundred. Correct. Is there one that's more impossible? I, I think the zero might be more impossible. I think that, yeah, that, I yeah, I agree with that. I think like you have to, I think you'd have to try harder to mess yeah. it up than to get yeah. it perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember when Charlie reviewed that cigar and he gave it 21. It was the, it was the, my father baseball bat. Which oh, okay. I think what his disclaimer was, it was never a cigar to be intended smoked to be anyway. smoked, yeah. but I think he was trying to go through, let me see what it comes out to be. Yeah, he got a bad. Re- I remember he got a bad reaction, but I think I understood what he was trying to do with that. Right. Um. For sure with that. So, um. Yeah, he went and uh. That he got a lot of uh, throwback with that. Um. I think a lot of times, if um, if a reviewer is seeing something so bad early on, they're probably just gonna they're probably scuttling the review, 
and just saying, I'm not, it's not worth my time even to try to do this. To and do it, just, yeah. it, it never actually materializes into a completed review. Yeah. No, I, I definitely uh, agree with it. Uh, you on that, you know, we, what I do a lot of times on my reviews and I, I see more people paying attention to this lately than maybe a few years ago, you know, I have the, you know, box words, I have everything from, you know, the Chuck Norris, the Oasis yep. down to not recommended. Okay. It's, it, it's not recommended is basically say, don't buy this cigar. Don't smoke this cigar. Right. Should there be something lower than that is my question. Or <laughs> is that just like, you know? Yeah. Well, I think so. I mean, not recommended just kind of means like, I'm not going to put my, I'm, you know, I'm not, I don't want you to come back to me saying yeah. that. So that's that, but there, there should be like, do not smoke under any under smoke, unsmokable, something yeah. like that. Yeah. 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 And yeah, we don't I see would... a lot of reviews. Like to, to give him credit, Catman may be the one guy who's who's touched this area, is what I'm gonna say. Right. Because I was yeah. looking at other sites when I was prepping for this, and I really couldn't I saw years ago Barry gave like uh, a cigar in the sixties, right? And and the funny right. thing is we agree on the worst cigar, it was that Mario Andretti cigar. It was just <laughs> the worst thing I and and yeah, so I mean, we actually both agree with that cigar. We were joking yeah. about that up in New Hampshire last year. Um, but yeah, it's uh, Catman's the only one because again, the Charlie's twenty-one point score was not on a cigar that was it was never intended to be smoked. He's right, one guy I think that came close to it. So I think I think I'm actually going to add at some point an unsmokable category. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'll ever have one that will come out like that, but um, it's pretty rare that I would get to that point. You know, yeah, it'd have yeah. to be. Burn disaster, you know, you know, <laughs> worse than rotten paper that uh that yeah that, that uh June would say. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So that was like that was our thoughts on the zero score. Yeah. Is more like I said, even more red than the hundred point score. Uh, Aaron, you blasted the song Africa by Toto the other. Yes, day. I did. Okay, so let's because I I've talked Dave and I talked about it. Bear and I touched on it a little last night. But, but you you have to get your your fair say on this. All you know, right. <laughs> if, I've, if I've talked about it with other people, you need to get so the con. I don't remember the con. I think I asked Bear how did this cut come up, and and I think it was he was talking about rain, right? Somehow rain came up. June said that he liked uh, smoking a cigar and like watching rain. Right, that's what it was. Yeah, yes. I think that's yeah. where it came from. Yeah, and, and somebody asked if he was they were if he was listening to Africa by Toto, and then Aaron just lowers the boom. Like, that's just, right. <laughs> All right, Aaron, I'm going to give you the floor here. Tell me why this song, you don't like it, and it sucks. <laughs> Look, the chorus is fantastic. The music, I like the, I like okay. the music. Um, yeah. It's just the, ly the actual lyrics of the song. Um, it's just, it doesn't flow for me. It just feels like it's crammed into this good music with a good chorus. And, like, you have these uh, phrases and stuff like that, and you have these long words like Serengeti that you're trying to, like, make into like these multiple multiple syllable beats and all this stuff like that and it just it doesn't work for me man like i can like if it's just on and i'm like doing other stuff like i can i'm cool with the song being on because i like the music i like the chorus and all that stuff but like if i'm like driving and like i'm like that's kind of like what's in my ear like i i'm pretty much have to change the channel it just i can't listen Jeez, to those guys oh my goodness the words oh my goodness <laughs> Oh my goodness! Okay, so you gave you were fair on very one thing. You said the music is really good with this. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let me just 
so let me just tell you how to, why this came up on jukebox on Monday night because it wasn't just I was trying to pick on you, right? It, there was a, so we were doing a a show on artists that do an album and then everything just crash and burns after that, right? Right. We called it the beginning of the end. So yeah. This this album where Africa's on is Toto's Total Four, which right. is their most successful album. Yeah. And they crashed and burned after this for I won't go through <laughs> all the reasons, but there mm-hmm. were reasons that that why that band just just. Just crashed and burned. So that's why right. I came up with it. And then Dave was like shocked. Dave was in shock when I said this. Like, yeah, it's this <laughs> song. Like, it just came up last night, right? right. We recorded Monday night. So, okay. So let me, how much do you know about the background of the band Toto? I don't know anything about the band. Okay. So I'm going to give you a little context of this. And then All right. I'll try to explain it. And you'll probably disagree. But let me, let me, let me hear me. So Toto is probably one of the more unique bands that was ever formed. Mm-hmm. In that it was basically a bunch of session musicians. Okay. And they kind of did, they kind of went syndicato, if you want to say. Right. They said, we can form a band and we can, we can, we can make music. We don't need to be uh, constantly called in and just playing. We can do our own music there. Right. So the, the nature of that band is that they are more, they're more on the, mu- the music side of things. Right. So I will give you one thing. This is not. This is not the greatest lyrics in the world. I'm, I'm going to say that, okay? <laughs> yeah. Because again, these guys are not the best songwriters, but right. they have shown they have shown some moments with songwriting. Rosanna is a great song, and most people yeah. will tell you what who listen to the album. Rosanna is there's a reason why that one record of the year in Africa didn't, right? Right. But I don't think this is a bad song. Yeah. But uh, the guy who wrote the song uh, is the name. Uh, his name is David Page. He is the uh, keyboard player. Uh, he's been in and out of the band a lot, but uh, he wrote this song. He sings the lyrics, and then the guy who sings the high vocals is Bobby Kimball, and he's the mm-hmm. reason why the the album, like the band, imploded because he got high on drugs and they kicked him out. Oh, okay. All right. So this is how, because I've really dug into this album a lot. They this song. This is how it was explained to me: is it was more of a journal of someone going to Africa. It wasn't meant to tell a, a story, but it was a journal and the observations one would have in Africa. And it's kind of almost like a poem. So it's right. not quite meant to be this tale or anything like that. But that's, I think, why you have some of the lyrics. Uh, and the lyrics, when you listen, when you try to follow this as a story, there is no question you're going to be like, what the fuck is this, right? I, I will agree with you. <laughs> yeah. right? But that is... That is what this is like. There's no, there is no rhyme or reason with that. <laughs> but I, I mean, that, that makes sense. You explain it that way, but I'm to me, it's like, like, d- don't just don't put this to music. Like, you have this, like, this is great. You, you have this, like, you have this great music. You have this great chorus. Like, come up with like interesting lyrics to like put it all together. Like, don't don't throw this poem or this spoken word like live like public library thing session that you you want to do in there like just don't don't ruin it like like so what do i you think, think a lot of people like a lot of people will have this thing like they have these memories of these songs right right and like they're, they're very fond of them right because but they were and I'm, I'm guilty of this as well like yeah. you're too young at some point to like really listen to the lyrics and understand what they mean and stuff like that but you're you just remember the music and you remember the chorus or whatever and you're just, you just feel like you know, really sentimental about it. But then like later on in your life, you come back to it and you're listening to it and you're like, what the fuck are they talking about? Like, how was this, what was going on and why did I like it? Or, you know, this music is fantastic or whatever part about it is fantastic. But like, 
this other stuff I could do without. So that, that's just kind of where I'm at with it, I guess. Okay. All right. I understand that part. Um, the, the one thing, so the, so I want to hit the line that you kind of blasted here. Yeah. Uh, the line is, are you going to read, are you going to read that line? I'm going to read the line. Okay. All right. Thank, please. All right. So again, there, the way these verses are written is two lines and each of these pairs of lines are kind of like an observation. Yeah. So, Somehow he's the, the, the this guy who's in Africa saying, I, I know I must do what's right. And then he says, as sure as Kilimanjaro rises like Olympus above the Serengeti. Okay, now sing it and I'll let, let's see how well it goes. Okay. <laughs> I know that I must do what's right. As sure as Kilimanjaro rises like Olympus above the Serengeti. There you go. All the syllables kill it for me. <laughs> okay. I see what you're saying. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, but the line makes sense to me because he's like, no, I, the line it, makes sense. Yes. It's As like an observation. He's at, yeah. He's, that's what yes. he's looking at. Yeah. But that, that, that Serengeti and the way it's kind of like paused and all this stuff. Like, I'm like, I'm at, that's the, that's the word that just gets me like, <laughs> like, bro, come on, man. But it's the Serengeti. That's what's in Africa. Right. I, mean, I understand. And Okomajaro is this big mountain, and it's it's Africa's version of Olympus. So I but kind like, of he, did, he doesn't what... butcher Kilimanjaro like he butchers Serengeti. Like that's all I, I'm it, saying. It, and I don't know if he it, has to do that to finish the verse or whatever he has I, to do. I, but I it... will give you that. that okay, <laughs> it is. Yeah, it is. Yes, I can see where you're coming from with that. <laughs> do you have a problem with blessing the rains in Africa? No. Okay. Absolutely not. Okay, you don't have a problem with. No. Do you have a problem with the wild dogs crying out in the night? I don't think I have anything. Anything. I, I have a problem with the Serengeti. Serengeti. I just don't like the Serengeti. I just don't like the Serengeti. I killed those, If I killed that line, you'd be okay with this song. Then is what you. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Oh, wow. All right. Find, all... find some other location that it that that Kilimanjaro is rising <laughs> above. That's all I need. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I yeah. will contact David Page. I'm sure he's going to be very happy. I don't know David Page. Yeah. Yeah. It will. <laughs> uh, so that was good. No, we had a, I know we had our fun with that. Uh, but no, okay, you were really hung up on that one line there. Yeah, it just, I, I'm like, yeah, like. Uh, well, so the, let me ask before, they, before they push, put record on that, <laughs> on that vinyl, they thought that was okay, huh? <laughs> it, it, it went number two on the charts. If that means, anything. I don't That's know. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's, it's no different than cigars or beer or anything like that yeah. like you're gonna get a little leeway from people you know they yeah. like the other they like the music yeah. or whatever you know yeah. they're okay with it yeah yeah it, it, um, maybe they feel like you know they're getting you know they're, they're supporting this song that's like got good vibes and all that stuff you know they're they're doing their part to you know for the universe and all that right. stuff so i know you're not a big music guy but i'll ask this question have you heard of phil collins's song susudio yes you know I don't know. What, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I have no idea. That's what I'm saying. Like sometimes you just mumble your way through yeah. it, and it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. It's cool music, right? Yeah. He made I the word no up. What... He said he made the word up. Yeah, exactly. Has... I have no idea what it is. I thought it was. I thought he was trying to like when I first like was hearing it. I was like, yeah. is he talking about a studio? Like, like what is he talking about? <laughs> but I, I... he made the word up is what he did, and he wrote a whole song around this made go. up word, which has which I love the song. But it, yeah. lyrically, it is makes absolutely no. It makes less sense than this song because I can. Yeah, at least, I mean, ex, I at least heard the explanation from the background of this song. 
that's the thing like you know you have those like you remember when like uh rap was like really under fire uh yeah. and like they would like they'd have like charlton heston reading the lyrics of like fuck the police or whatever the song song was yeah you did you could do that with a lot of songs and just ha- you know have a have a serious person just reading the lyrics of, of various songs and i'm sure there's probably a good 30 percent of the time you're gonna be like what the fuck did they just say or like, yeah. what is he yeah. talking about like yeah. it's just that's the way it is i mean yeah. look in music you know you're you're trying to fit everything together and i i understand that sometimes things don't match up correctly but right. you you have you have like, you have some liberties that you can take because you know if you make a good song, people aren't going to really call you out on it. No, it's true. I mean, you're, that that we see that in music a lot. Yeah. Um, we see we were talking about this a little in the beginning, and then, you know when bands go downhill, there are these core fans, which will say this is still great. Like, you know, when Van Halen got to that third read singer, there was still some people out there like defending this right yeah and it was a disaster it was bad <laughs> but they 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 get loyal to the band and less loyal you know it's kind of like the same thing like you said with cigars it absolutely happens a lot in music yeah 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 all right all right anything else before we close out here no i think we're all set all right so next week uh we will have mo Malley on uh, from Patina Cigars as our special guest for Primetime 266. Yep. So you're going to want to tune into that one. Um, but again, thanks to Omar DeFrius, um for being on. Thanks to our audience, of course. Thanks to you, Aaron. It's going to yeah, wrap up Primetime episode 265 into the Annals of History for Thursday, April 27th, 2023. Now, Friday, April 28th on the East Coast. And uh, we'll see everybody next time. Take care, everybody. See you guys.